We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times, most times, we go goddamn deep! And I'm here, David Cameo, with my partner in crime, CosmoMom09, Meg the Geek, and our Survivor's Tier member, Aliza J. What, what? Dave and I got a secret project that we're working on. Oh, that's a that's a good thing to bring up. Okay. It's not for Squawking Dead, and uh, but it's for my channel. But it's going to ah. help promote Squawking Dead and a project that I'm working on in addition to my Meg the Geek persona. Right. Mm, right. Very, sounds very exciting. That's, I think that's the most we can say. I think it's a good thing to mention that a lot of it has to do with what I deal with all the time. And creators often have, have to deal with, you know, when it comes to uh, many different aspects of uh, what we do as creators, what goes into it, as well as where it comes from, aka the mind. Yeah. <laughs> so. Because we are one and the same. Yeah. We're just, we're dark mirrors of, <laughs> dark mirror reflections of the same thing. Yeah. It's like yin and yang, like we're talking about in every goddamn, or I am at least, in every episode. <laughs> but yeah, it's. And it's going to answer some questions, like where I've been yeah. and what's the future going to be. And, yeah. yeah. While at the same time being able to touch on like certain things that creators deal with. So it's yeah. accessible, you know, because it's accessible to most people, I think, really. To, and it's not just limited to creators. Like it's like, it's everybody. No. Anybody with a creative mindset, like at all, whether it's art, podcast, uh, videos, writing. We'll be hinting at that more uh, further down the line. So it's gonna be great. Cosmo's your name. Uh, you just made some shoes for somebody. Actually, I just made, uh, did two pairs of shoes. These were um, contest winners. One was the ad contest, the, Tito, the Walking Dead Universe ads. If you haven't seen those, actually the contest is over so you can't see them but we had people we had people like photoshop um different walking dead characters selling products and it was just kind of hilarious right so like eliza did alpha selling skin products right because that's <laughs> yeah so they were like hilarious like that so the winner of that contest that person wanted a daryl and negan themed pair of shoes so on the tops of the shoes negan is holding lucille at Daryl and Daryl is pointing his crossbow at Negan, and then of course there's blood spatter everywhere because who doesn't enjoy some blood spatter? That you made. That's what we have to make clear. Yes. Yeah. I painted. I painted the. I didn't make the shoes. I painted them. <laughs> Use the shoes as your canvas. The Werther's ad. That's right. Thank you, Jasmine. Thank you. Jasmine is is helping me remember right now. So the ad that won was June and John selling Werther's. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the winner was um, at Golden underscore Wolf thirteen. So. They got those shoes. And then the other one was another another contest. This one was from even longer ago, um, but that winner wanted Al and Isabel themed shoes. And Ooh. so, yeah, those actually, those turned out really super cool. So I took the image of Isabel holding the gun on Al. So that's what you see on the tops of the shoes. And then it says, you know, fear the walking dead. And there's some blood spatter there too, because you know, we all love blood. blood. They were like, more blood. They were like silhouette art, right? <laughs> more, mostly. The, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 To, yeah. to simplify. Yeah. You don't want like detailed pictures of people in your shoes. I have done some very detailed oh, okay. shoes as well. The silhouetted ones in my, in my opinion are more for longevity. The less actual paint I put on the shoes, the more wearable they are like i still um protect them with like rust-oleum spray outdoor you know weather protectant but they are painted sneakers so <laughs> it, it, it'll find a way yeah to break down exactly it, yeah exactly 
That's cool. And so, hey, so if you so, yeah. if you want to participate in any of these competitions, giveaways, etc., my advice to you would be following Cosmom09 on yep. mostly Instagram, but also Twitter yep. and Blazy Gardener on Instagram and Twitter as well. And obviously, if you're not following us, you are doing something wrong. <laughs> so it's at squawking underscore dead on Twitter and at squawking dead on uh, Instagram. One thing I have to drop before we continue is not many of you, and this is for the podcast listeners as well, but you could turn the notifications off if you like listening to us on audio. But if you can, please subscribe to us on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash squawking dead. It's odd because we, we have a tremendous amount of people listening on audio, which is I'm not saying boo-doo. That's awesome. But it would help us if we had more followers or subscribers on YouTube. Uh, the algorithm is nicer to us. We, we're getting a lot more listener numbers. <laughs> uh, it's just that not all of you who listen to us on YouTube even are subscribed to us, which is a very odd phenomenon. And definitely if you are watching on Facebook or Periscope, aka Twitter or uh, Instagram, we will be moving away from streaming our premieres on those mediums and we'll be pushing to have those premieres on only YouTube. So now is your chance, really. <laughs> Head over to youtube.com squawkingdead, subscribe and enable all notifications if you can. And if you wanna to listen to audio, just disable the not notifications even though you are subscribed to us. It's just helpful. Thank you, mostly Austria, <laughs> who are gonna get this because we're doing pretty well there. So Charity's not here, but she did give us her take. Oh, side note before you play the video, Rachel, I thought of the sneakers that I want to order from you. Ooh, Ooh all right. Commissions. I'll awesome. draw it up and then I'll send it. I'll that sounds it. cool. I am so ready. Okay, go ahead. Back to the regular. Go ahead. Program. Do do your <laughs> silly show. <laughs> <laughs> do your silly podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, so here we go. Here's. I mean, I could quit. <laughs> Ooh, you're you're like this close. You're this close. Okay, uh, here's Sharon D. I actually don't really have a whole lot to say about this episode. It didn't really, um, it didn't really grab me. But there were a few little things that I picked up. First of all, in the opening credits, there are Reaper victims hanging from crossbeams. I uh, went back and looked, and they added it in episode three. But I don't remember anybody mentioning it or us talking about it. So maybe we just missed it. Okay. So did anybody catch yeah. that in their watch? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean. I watched it with Sharon D, so. <laughs> yeah, I completely missed it. I completely missed it the last episode. Yeah, I totally missed it in three, and then we we noticed it in four, and then we both went back to three and went, oh shit, okay. how did we miss that? I wonder why we didn't notice it the second, the first time around. In the first two episodes, it's trees that are coming in, and then in Hunted, it's the same movement, except it's the victims on the upside down. Right, know, yeah. Themes. Well, same as this one, right? But it's the same movement, yeah. It, and it's so fast. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I thought it was, I, maybe it was more pronounced this go around. I don't know. Another thing was when um, Pope or whoever is doing it. Burp, burp, burp. Okay. <laughs> That's it. We got out of the way. <laughs> there it is. One for Pouring episode. the water, uh, the gasoline into the cabin that Daryl and Leah are in. It reminded me of the flu, uh, flu embalming fluid going under the doors when Alicia burned the holding down different kind of test i guess first of all did you feel that i i didn't feel that initially but okay now that she's mentioning it okay okay cute reference mm -hmm. it's kind of funny that she said that because on my time hop yesterday it popped up some similarities i was no i was noticing in a fear the walking dead episode comparing it to walking dead and actually you and i had a con or dave you and i had a conversation about it on my twitter 
So it's funny that she just referenced that. What was the conversation about, though? Oh, God. In Fear, the rabbi. Oh, nerd. um, With his redemption uh, arc, I felt like I remember I was comparing it. I was saying that they were taking it from Walking Dead, like recycling ideas with Father Uh, Gabriel. I see Mm. what you're saying. So it's funny that she said this because I I didn't even think of that when I was watching it. Oh, I did want to talk talk about, and I hadn't realized this until I, I hopped on here and I'm like thinking about what that must mean, too. Because... Somebody was mentioning Cabin. I, w- I wasn't sure if it was Sharon D or whatnot. Yeah, she literally refers to this shack that Daryl is being held in right now as a as a cabin. And I hadn't really mm-hmm. thought of it that way. But the theme kind of does return. Like, okay, Leah and Daryl on a different kind of cabin now. And the idea of being baptized by fire and having the... Oh, and, and, okay, you want to talk about another crossover to Fear of the Walking Dead? You know, John's cabin. And then having that, that oh. knowing look... Of June looking back and knowing that she can never go back to that cabin. And now they really can't go back to that cabin because it'd be blowed away. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, that feeling of like things never being the same again. But what does that mean for Leah and Daryl also? What's done cannot be undone. Right. You can't unring a bell, right? We've done, we've done that conversation before. Daryl coming back to Leah's cabin, Leah not being there. Daryl and Leah finally being in a cabin, baptized by fire. And coming out of it, not the same. If I had to make a prediction about what happens next with Leah and Daryl, what do you think what would happen as as the result of this episode? Like, do you think Leah is has a change of heart? Does Leah? I mean, what do you think is going on there with both people, Daryl and Leah? I think there are still feelings there, but I do not think she will go with Daryl or will stay with Daryl. I think she's too loyal to this family but i, I don't see I have the is it because of the shock value of, of you think she's gonna try to go with him eventually guess, yeah. yeah um when they because they're we all know they're gonna wind up taking down the reapers it's every season they always wind up taking down the big bad um it took a while for the like saviors <laughs> it did it it took a while but it still happened yeah. so i feel like in the end she is gonna come over i think pope is going to he has another test for daryl he already alluded to that. Now, whether that involves him telling Daryl to kill Leah, or if somebody happens to find Alden and they bring Alden in and they tell him he has to kill Alden. But I think Daryl is going to have to do something. I think it's going to be kind of one of those deals where they tried to get Lydia to kill Henry when they captured Henry and brought him in. Mm. But I think going to be something that is going to jeopardize somebody i want to touch on that a little bit more because it seems like in the way that um what was this guy bossy in the way that he takes out bossy like the tests are never over and you never know when pope i mean i could be wrong but you never know when pope is going to go off emotionally and take it out on one of his own which i'll get to why i feel this way so meg you're coming from the place that they're always beat the big bad no matter what and so Leah may have a change of heart. You think Leah may join us or li- join Daryl at the very least? She's either going to die or she's going to join them. Okay, so either way, she's going to turn. <laughs> um, okay, so this is our last season, so we better beat the Reapers. Otherwise, that's a pretty way to, shitty way to end a series. <laughs> <laughs> they all get bitten, including Carol. Oh, you We're not testing it. levels. <laughs> so. I quit. Okay. <laughs> yes. Oh, that was, she's playing 4D chess with you, Rach. She, you got her. To, she got you to do it. She got you to quit. That's right. Well, if they kill Carol, I quit. I am very torn because I think about the possibilities. I think about each direction Leah could go, and 
I think either way is entirely possible. Maybe now that Daryl's there, she'll step back and look at Pope's methods and, and maybe rethink how effective they are or how morally acceptable they are, considering they're preaching the word of God here, right? They're doing this for God. Also, I could see her totally backing Pope and saying, this is how it's always been, this is our ways, and this is our family, and I totally support that. So as far as whether or not Leah's going to join us or, or continue to be an enemy, I have no fucking clue. You have no, you no, have no feelings or gut intuitions on that. No idea. Okay. No idea. And you know what? I think that spe for, speaks a lot to Lynn Collins as an actress because she is not giving me anything. Mm. I have no idea which way she's leaning. So, so bravo, Lynn Collins. Yeah. Well, way to yeah. go. And, and Jasmine brings in a good point that, you know, she's she left once before. Mm -hmm. So she already mm -hmm. seems to be kind of questioning Pope's methods when he throws the guy in the fire. So who's to say she wouldn't leave again? That was kind of Jasmine's now, thoughts. Now, let me ask this. Did she leave? Do we know that she left this group or was she simply separated from them? That's a good conversation to start off the next segment. <laughs> no, because this is something I actually wanted to bring up. Well, there's a big difference whether she left or was just separated. Yeah, here's my understanding of how this went down because they were obviously together prior uh, pre-apocalypse in yes. Afghanistan, in the Valley of the uh, Valley of the Shadow of Death, the Valley death. of Death in yeah. Afghanistan. Oh, Korong oh, yeah, Korangal Valley. Yeah, that's right. Korongo oh, Valley. sorry, I didn't put the accent on it. Sorry, I'm not that Try famous. I don't know. I don't, I don't even remember how I said it. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I Americanized it. Korongal Valley? No. <laughs> Come on down to Korongal Valley. <laughs> no, no, no. That sounds Subsidiary like an Humbug's Gulch. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> oh, well, we're canceled now. <laughs> what else is new? Okay, so, and she also says Daryl and and Carol have plot armor, so Leah's, yep, oh, burp, 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 Leah's dead. Okay, <laughs> Well, I mean, and there could be another, I mean, we could throw another iron in, because if we look forward to some of the previews, we see this knife coming through the door right at Connie. So what if they bring Connie to the Reaper camp, and now we've got Daryl, Connie, and Leah. Oh, shit. That's, you know, we've been so busy looking at, not we. I don't give a shit. <laughs> At Carol, <laughs> Connie, and Daryl that we didn't think about Leah, Connie, and Daryl. I, I mean, you know, I think even Norman Reedus said that after this season, Daryl's going to need therapy. I mean, he's got Leah, Carol, and, Dar and Connie. And there's that one scene in one of the previews that shows, you know, this knife coming through this door like, you know, Jack Nicholson shining moment. And it's right in front of Connie's face. So what if that's Wish uh, the Reapers? And they've captured Connie, and they bring her to the camp. Mm. Probably just Virgil hopped up on Jimson weed. And, and, and Jazzy <laughs> yeah, makes this with, with, with Virgil. Jasmine is saying that she, she believes Connie is with the CRM. Anything is possible. So is Connie with the CRM? Possibly. But we do know she uh, was found by Virgil. So we got to see those two together before we even think about her being with CRM. Yeah, and I don't want to spin off mind. too far on this point, because I kind of want to go back to... Leah's backstory, etc. Corongo Valley, mm -hmm. remember where we were making fun of people? But I, I will <laughs> say there is some credence to what Jasmine is saying only because one of the things we had mentioned when we covered uh, Denai's exit episode, which was, I forget, who cares, 1013, uh, <laughs> it was uh, that people came in the night and took what they wanted. The, there were people that came on Bloodsworth Island, ah, I said it right, mm -hmm. and then... <laughs> mm -hmm. And took stuff from his island in the middle of the night and caused it basically caused the start of their collapse of 
of their community and Virgil's loss of people and stuff like that. So there may be some tie-ins with that. And obviously the Rick's boots, so there's some even more credence to that. So it could be that CRM went after Virgil, who was with Connie, and it's there's some there's, there's a possibility. It's a possibility. And you know the helicopter mm-hmm. flying in the intro mm-hmm. sequence is saying, "You will see the CRM in this season, probably, most likely, mm-hmm. maybe at the end." Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Did you? Did anybody get the flashback for poor Daryl of uh, when Pope smashed that guy's face in the fire of when Negan burnt Dwight? Yes. Yes, I did get that way. I did feel that. And I think real quick, Daryl realized, I've got to be a really good liar. I'm going to have to pull my shit through this. I think he figured that Actually, out right from the beginning. Whole, <laughs> right. Actually, that whole scene with Bossy reminded Sharon and I of Dr. Carson's demise. Yeah. When Negan shoved Dr. Carson into yeah. the fire. Right. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's go to Leah. We, we, we can't get too far off track. Uh, Leah, Leah's backstory, because here's my understanding... Correct me if I'm wrong, because that's how we're going to do things. <laughs> uh, my understanding is Leah's was with the Special Forces. I, I think there are the U.S. Special Forces only because I say this because of some of my research on Corongal Valley. Let's just say mm-hmm. whatever. We'll get corrected later by our commenters. That um, they were actually there until about 2005, the U.S. Special Forces, where the, the Marines took over from there, henceforth, until they finally left in 2010. Very notable. And again, this this does hail back to some of the conversations we had in The Walking Dead World Beyond with Huck and her people and when they were there. They left in 2010, and the, the event that they had been talking about was 2009. They referred to it as the Devil's Pass. Right, the Devil's Pass, the Death Valley. I think it was Death Valley? Is that what they called it? I think those are two different places, to be honest. No, no, they are. They I are. did look look that up, and I yeah, I wanted to draw a connection, but there wasn't one, so I left it out of my notes. Hold on, hold on a second. No, no, it's definitely a different place. I just note the years, though. I mean, obviously, the conflict mm-hmm. occurred and when it occurred, but uh, I remember noting the year of the moment that they that Huck was talking about that bad shit happened was 2009, mm-hmm. and then the forces, when we were doing the research, the forces had left around 2010, so there's a bit of weirdness going on, because if the fall started happening from 2008, which is something that we've talked about, uh, there's just some weird, wonky stuff, but here's Negan actually illustrated that the fall took some time. It took it took across many, uh, yeah. and most of the people didn't know it was happening when it was happening, it feels like, as well. Like, oh, crazy people hopped up on shit, just to put the burr, and like, oh god. So March oh, of shit. 2020, basically. Oh shit, bath salts. <laughs> oh shit, bath, oh shit, K2, right? <laughs> Where you eat people's faces. <laughs> Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, it seems as though she was with these people then, then she was with them as mercenaries, and then at some point got separated with Matthew, as we find mm-hmm. out. Matthew, her her son, quote-unquote, which is her sister's kid. Anyway, quote-unquote sister, kid. Her friend, right. yeah. Uh, friend, right. And then, you know, you see the, the, the cross in the back of the cabin, it, indicating that Matthew basically died moments later, yeah. buried in the back. So at some point, those people had mm-hmm. family, or those people had... And so we're to believe that at some point they found her again and she returned to the fold, right? The old family. But And we've seen themes like that, I think. Where did we see this theme on the Walking Dead universe before? Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> I like sincerely forgot. Leave and come back and leave and come back. Well, the family so that you knew pre-apocalypse comes back and is completely different. Or somewhat different. Or changed. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, oh, okay. Raise your, raise your hand. <laughs> okay, Meg. <laughs> Morales. Good. Well, that's post-apocalypse. You know oh, who we yes, knew no. pre-apocalypse that showed her face post-apocalypse? 
to Michonne. Oh, yeah, <laughs> crazy girl. Jocelyn, yeah, in Scars. Oh, yeah. Jocelyn, yes, that was. So, that was it. So it's fascinating too. And then what? What did ter- Jocelyn turn out to be? Psychotic. Psycho bitch. Yeah, the yeah. leader of lost children, who <laughs> turned children into child soldiers. You know, themes. Children of so, the corn. So Willy Wonka. The Willy, Wa- the Willy Wonka of darkness. <laughs> you want Willy the golden Wonka ticket? Me. Willy Wonka meets children of the corn. Yeah, yeah. Well, military. Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, it's just disturbing. So. There is a little bit of that <laughs> that flavor going on here, where it it seems like a, a like a mirror darkly of like what she knew as her family, and it goes to what it goes to what Daryl is. So wait, are we straight on those facts? Is that what you picked up as well? That she knew them before she was with him for a while, even up until the point where she had Matthew. She was with her squad, quote unquote. I actually watched her verbiage when she was explaining this to Daryl. My our squad, and I thought like yeah. okay, like squad, let's squad goals, right? That's what I thought when I first saw that. But like, no, literally her squad, her military squad. Yeah. yeah. So is so we're on the same page, right? Is there any nuances in where I'm, I may be off at all? I don't think so. I got. I that's the impression I got. She's been with these guys since before the apocalypse, with the exception of her time with Daryl. Mm. And so, which goes to what Daryl was saying before. Was like, you know, that's kind of bullshit because when you and I were together, he, well, what is he saying bullshit to? Daryl saying bullshit to like, is that Pope? Is that Pope saying things for you or? Yeah, she was She was saying we never would have been happy. It never would have worked out between us. We never would have been happy in this kind of world. And he said, bullshit, is that you talking or your family? Right, right. What, what do you guys, let's talk about that just for a second and then we can move on to other things because we still have charity to finish with. Yeah. But what do you guys think about that? I want to I wanna talk about that a little bit more because there is that concept where it's the Walking Dead makes makes it so you can be the self that you were meant to be. And clearly, pre-apocalypse, she was with the Mercs. Oh, being away from them was now her finally her chance to be a part of this new world where she could be her best self or her yeah. the self she was meant to be. Maybe, maybe, but I don't I I don't know that it ever felt real to Leah either. I mean, everything that she's been through, everything that she's been doing, even pre-apocalypse, doesn't allow her to have a normal life. Doesn't allow her to to settle down and be happy. So. So I, I think she believes what she's saying. We never would have been happy because she might not even be capable of living a domestic life. And you're saying this mostly because she rejoined that family. So it, it kind of like retards her growth again, that kind of thing. Well, she well, made that she... comment, you found me. Mm-hmm. She says that to Pope, you found me and now I'm part of the family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe maybe they she was with them pre-apocalypse and then when you know and and not with the reapers so to say but then when she left the cabin and went out on her own they found her and you know and realized oh she's part of our group from before because i don't so i don't think she was always a reaper but he she does say to pope you found me and i chose this family and it's striking me more and more that these what these people have become their optimal selves or their their what they were meant to become are these phantasms it's kind of weird like these these shadows that were they're expired during the fall and then come into this world as like echoes of of pre-apocalypse of like this ptsd that's just this memory that's become a thing that wafts into the apocalypse and fucks shit up <laughs> like but like it, it they become the thing that of which they are associated with from here on in because like like when you hear pope talk about the life before what they had to do what they feel they they felt they had to do to kind of move on from afghanistan is to be because they're like no longer normal they they 
they were the Walking Dead before the walk. Their hips were the Walking Dead. Okay, their hips are the Walking Dead. They were the Walking Dead before the Walking Dead was cool, right? They they were mercenaries. They they decided this is what we are now. This is what we do. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they just carried on, and and they. I mean, there's that religious component that's been amplified, but I I don't think Leah saying that we couldn't be happy in the world that this is. I don't think that has anything to do with the Reapers or Pope. I think she's just looking at the big picture of everything dies. Everything is corrupted. Everything ends. It's either by natural, by an enemy, by a walker, but there is no times of happiness. You're always on point. You're always on guard. You're always on lookout. There's not that moment. You know, there may be a few moments in between, but there's no longevity to a life of happiness. Who do we find say that a lot lately or implied say that a lot in the last couple episodes of our group? Oh, okay. But uh, I was thinking somebody else, but Jasmine says Gabriel. Uh, Maybe just tell us, Dave. Uh, Maggie. (laughs) Maggie. She's been saying Hey, this is kind of how it is. Like with you guys, it was different, but out here, it's it's pretty yeah. fucked up. <laughs> Herschel gave us a little bit of that too. Yeah, you well, know, find what you eat. <laughs> yeah, Herschel Jr. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's it's funny that Maggie's the one saying it because look at when we first met Maggie. They were so secluded on their farm that even though the world was falling apart around them, they were still continuing to live life as if nothing ever happened. Right, but maybe that's what saved them. And in just. A way. To s- in a way, but just think about how far she's come in those nine years that we've known her. Mm. And then there's a question of maybe she went a little too far. It's a fortunate exactly thing, it. you know, fortunate. Well, that's a big debate this entire season. It has Maggie gone too but what, far. What about was what Jasmine's saying with Gabriel? We find him saying this also, or find him embracing that that's how it is. You know, this is the way the well, world I is. Well, I mean, is, is he though? I mean, he's... He's attempting to build a life with Rosita, so he must have hope and faith somewhere that he could be happy. Maybe this goes to what you were saying and in the last episode. God's telling him everything. Like how maybe that is one of those things that kind of makes him snack back and say, oh, that's where God is. Maybe, God yeah. is in the home, right? Mm, sure. Yeah, could be. Mm. I like that. Well, because I'm only using your words with what you're saying now. <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I remember things. I'm not like all the other men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't remember anything, which is why I fill my notebooks with words. <laughs> okay, so we have a good understanding. So I, I, I kind of want to weigh in on what Leah's saying. And I, I, I feel like this group had been holding her back. Because Leah is clearly not like, it feels like, even from what little we have, that Leah is not like the others. <laughs> One of these things is mm. not like the others. Yeah. So, I mean, you do see her, like, calling Carver a dumbass when it comes to, like, you know, sure, she's, she's the one the you know, it's going to make you a bitch, Daryl. And like, oh, whatever, Carver. And she's like, yeah, you, you know shit about shit. Which is something Daryl has said too, right? <laughs> Daryl has said, you don't know shit about shit. It's, sounds it's like a Darylism. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, I feel like they're, them meeting in that way at that time, Leah and Daryl in Find Me, was their moment to be... I mean, like, literally, Daryl is finally growing up in the apocalypse. So, yeah, I know that they're kind of missing each other a little bit, Leah and Daryl. But, like, Daryl is being an actual person in the apocalypse. You know, like, whereas before, he was just, like, what was it? Arrested Development. And so... Yes. At least, so maybe Daryl is acutely aware of his limitations, like, or how he's, he's really never really experienced life and never really had sexy time, I'm assuming. And for those of you with or Beth stands, no, he did not have sex with Beth. So... <laughs> Sorry. Definitely not. 
It's, it, Definitely not. And did, okay, can we settle this? Because I'm not sure if this is going to be in the show. But did they kiss at all? I don't think so. No. Right. It, I think she kissed him on the cheek. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Also, it's kind of weird. She is kind of young, right? Sustains just... That was always my beef. Yeah, she was a minor. Yeah. Right. She was 17. She says yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I am 16. Going on. Seven. Going on 17. <laughs> Oh, uh, Jasmine's saying, I feel like Leah doesn't have the religious beliefs of the group. She is perhaps mm-hmm. with them because of the feelings of family. Also, Robert Kirkman confirmed Daryl is a virgin. Wait, Not what? Anymore. Wait, 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 wait. When did he could wait? After? Post? Um... Oh, yeah. Oh, before. Okay. Before, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I was right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Before Leah. find me. Yeah. Not with That's the what I mean, right? Bearskin yeah. rug okay. fireplace. <laughs> Come hither. <laughs> Which is kind of a cheap move because remember when we, I'm going to bring this up. Remember when we were talking about sucking face uh, in the season finale of Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, like Morgan's sucking Grace's face and Daryl's, oh, sorry, yeah. Dwight, Daryl, Dwight. Dwight is sucking Sherry's <laughs> face. And I'm like, hey, <laughs> why didn't we, is it because of the COVID thing? It's like, yo, at the time we didn't sure they could suck face. Like, well, what? What is it? Why can't we get some smoochy boochies from, from Leah and Daryl? What? Anyway, I felt like I needed to get that out. The more I'm thinking about it, the more I'm like, I feel robbed. You know, Daryl's first kiss scene. <laughs> now that we're seeing this more and more, do you? Th- I, I'm just wondering if you guys think that this is wrong, like like that Leah is wrong, that they could have been possible, that they could have been happy. I I okay. I am so unbelievably biased on this whole thing. My opinion almost doesn't even matter. <laughs> it does matter though. No, I mean it's okay. No, I think she's absolutely right. It never would have worked. They never could have been happy. So she did the right thing by leaving. There you go. <laughs> Okay. Now, let me ask you, are you saying that as a yes, paraler? Just, just yes. flat out. Flat yeah. out. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. Okay. <laughs> See, personally, I don't give a shit who Daryl winds up with as long as he's happy doing whatever. So I'm just, I'm just so fucking tired of <laughs> Daryl and this person, Daryl and that person. Shut the fuck up. I'd be perfectly fine seeing him be alone the rest of the series, to be honest. Same. He could same, be alone. Same. But, At this yeah. rate, they should just keep him alone yeah. because it would just fuck everybody's theories over, and I love doing that. Until so, the last episode, yeah. and then him and Carol get together, no. and they then get shot. Nah. the world what? is right. No. Oh, I don't. I mean, I, sorry. I'm sorry. What? I think if they had, you know, if if Find Me had spun off into other episodes, and he said, "I want you to come back with me," I don't think she would have gone. Even so, I I just don't think it would have worked out between them because I think she wanted to stay in that cabin, in that isolation, away from everyone and everything. And I don't think she would have meshed well or wanted to even go back to Alexandria. I completely agree. And romantically, I see Daryl more romantically inclined with Connie. Um, Now, I mean, yeah. Or, and I think, I just don't think she would have said, I'm not going. I think she just flat out would have said, you know, because she did say, choose she did. me or them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She did give him an ultimatum. I t- I'm touching on this now because I, I feel like, as though, and it, it feels real, that I think she went back to the Reapers out of anger for Daryl's decision. Because, like, the moment he, it literally happened in moments. He leaves to go see, to go find Rick, and in that interim, However long it was, we're not really sure, technically. But it feels like almost right away, mm-hmm. uh, he goes back and she's gone. The place looks ransacked, or maybe she was angry and took ev- the picture of... Maybe she, now it's feeling like she took the picture of Matthew with her. It's like smashing the frame, taking all the shit, and, you know, just taking it with her, you know? And, and out of just like, oh, my family, fuck Daryl and his fucking face. And, and <laughs> I, I'm bringing this up because it feels like 
she made that decision out of anger to go back to her family, quote unquote, when they found her again. Maybe find me was about them finding her rather than Daryl finding Leah, even though it says on the piece of paper, find me, um, to Leah. <laughs> For Daryl is saying to Leah, find me, you know, and here I am, blah, blah, blah. And now that she's had a taste of being with Daryl and having that memory and leaving in anger, like how long does that feeling last, right? How long does that feeling of anger and making that decision out of anger last? Especially since you've been kind of changed now that you've been with Daryl. You have these two competing philosophies and ideas going on in Leah, which is kind of why I'm, I like this character a lot. I like what could be with this character, how complex it could be. Um, Jasmine says, I was thinking something similar. Well, I'm, I'm on it today. <laughs> I was thinking something similar, but rather than being out of anger, I think it was missing having a family. Daryl was her, Daryl, yeah. It's a similar thought that I had with you. Daryl was her family and she had no, and she had no one driving her back to the Reapers. Well, what is probably now the Reapers, by the way. And I don't, I think one of you said, I don't think they were called that before, but now they are. We don't even know if they call themselves that. This is a name given to them by Maggie. That's true. That's true. Which they can call themselves the Fairy Gardens or something. <laughs> you know, Fairy they might Godparents. Be, they might be the disciples. Right. You know? Right. Exactly. <laughs> they are. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Cole. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to go there. Whoa. I know. Jasmine says also the Walker labeled Judas in the last episode. Do you think that could have been the Reaper burnt? At yes, I, the Reaper burnt at the end of this episode, aka Bossy. I think it definitely Bossy. was. Definitely was bossy. What do you think? Now, I want to, I, that thought did cross my mind and I'm not ready to say yes or no yet because I want to, I want to write down the timelines because I think uh, Maggie and Negan and, and Alden and Agatha were all together at this point, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was. It was the next day though. I think it was, su it was the next day, but bossy doesn't die until the next evening. No, it was, it was so later on that would evening. Mean, the same day. Nope. It's the next no. day. Do you know how I know it, it's the I same promise. day? It's not the same day. Wait, no, I'll tell. I know for a fact it's not. Uh -uh. Wow, why? How do you know? Because it's a new day when Daryl is rubbing rubbing the the guts on him. Right. That's the next day. And when he gets dragged to their um, yeah. facility. And then, go, and, and then we and, go into another night. And Pope even says to Leah, we wasted a whole day chasing down this fishing expedition for your old boyfriend. Right. Yes. So we know it's a whole day later. Yes. <sighs> I want to know who's in the... Who's in the cell beside him but I, yeah i agree with cosmo i think it's somebody completely different well i'm not ready to say yes or no yet i want i i really want to nitpick these timelines and find out if it's possible jasmine says yeah she's saying yeah in response to yeah it could be or yes. maybe the name but he because he portrayed the group like judas betraying Ju judas betraying jesus she means gcseRS comes in handy for once oh, oh okay gcse is the english um uh religious school Religious schools, Catholic schools, uh, are sanctioned by the government, etc. Because you know, king and queen, religious, blah blah blah. And so you can choose religious schools, and it's sanctioned, government sanctioned. But it could be anybody because it could be either some of Pope's current reapers, or it could be whoever's with Maggie. Because I have a feeling that most of Maggie's group were reapers who left and went with Maggie. So thereby, they are mm -hmm. Judases to. Hope. This is a perfect so, opportunity to mention Brian Castrillo again, or Brian Cra Brian Castrillo, mm -hmm. however he wants to be preferred, but he's Castrillo to us. So, so he he actually did a take on uh, the last episode on Hunted, uh, TWD eleven oh three. So he thinks that it's Elijah. Now, one thing we don't see much of in Ooh. this episode is Elijah. 
Yeah. Oh, that hurt my. That stomach. hurt me too. Oh. I mean, oh, Brian, Brian can be right. Like it's like a broken clock is right <sighs> twice a day. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Brian. I'm kidding. Ooh. No, but he's 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 got he's keen and on this one. I don't want to believe that it is him, but I'm feeling that and and if it's true that it's not the next day or I don't know what's going on. I have no timelines even in two days. I don't know what's going on. We don't see much of him. Right. So I'm I am a little worried, and I I wonder if they are not going to be definitive about who that is. Unless we just don't see Elijah again, and then we then know. we know. Yeah, and and that Walker, that burnt Walker, might be absolutely nobody we know, and just a a, a sign of what the Reapers are capable of. Look at what they do to their own people, guys. No, no, no. So that's oh, thank God you said that because one of the things that I wanted to bring up was what Angela Kang says about the matter. And that is, until, up until now, Pope has not killed any of his own. And so that's, that's one of the things that I wanted to make clear about this being kind of a turning point. First of all, Pope putting Leah in danger, first of all, is a surprise to Leah, even though she straightens her back and still sides with, because family, right? Pope being the Greek, sorry, Pope being the Latin word for father, papas in Greek, you know, this is the father figure. This is, you don't betray your family, your father, your, the, your brothers in arms, you don't leave them. Well, if that's true, then Angela Kang just confirmed that that walker is in fact bossy, right? I mean, well, that's that's what I'm wondering. If that's his, if that's the first person that Pope has killed in his group, anyway. Well, I mean, but Elijah doesn't isn't. Well, Elijah may have it, it may have confirmed the fact that Elijah was once of the Reapers, but as well. So there's two things that could be true. You know, a lot that mm -hmm. he was definitely one of the Reapers. I mean, the fact that Carver is even using. I think it's Carver. I can't remember which one. That is using that sickle against Maggie in the mall, I think it was. No, it was Bossy or, right? What? At what point was, there was one of Elijah's sickles was used against Maggie. And I can't remember if it was in the woods or in the mall. I think it was in the mm. woods. Yes. And that wasn't, was it actually Elijah's sickle? It looked, it like, looked a lot like it. it. And it's like stuck in a tree or something? Is well, that he had two of them. So, I mean, you take your pick, right? Right. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm just wondering if it... If it actually was Elijah. But uh, Elijah did not. Oh. Did he go with them when they left Alexandria? Yeah. He did? Yeah, he was there. Oh, he was taken away, if you remember. Um, when Maggie was he was, was whipped, and then he was taking the, the whip or rope okay. off of Maggie, and then he that's was, right, that's he was right. pulled away, which Rachel had said was Frost. Who's on the other end of, of that Elijah rope. being pulled or whatever. Or, or the under, mm -hmm. under the rope, right. I thought it would, yeah. would have been Frost pulling Elijah away. And, like, I'm. by the way, I'm... I'm Here's what gives me more credence. Let's before we go into the frost thing. Uh, Jasmine asks, uh, "Do you think all popes people served together, or have they joined since the fall?" No, they were definitely pre-fall and post-fall. All those people. Yeah, a combination of both. Yeah. I think. Yeah, same people. Um, but mm -hmm. I'm noticing a pattern, and this gives lends credence to the fact that Elijah was definitely part of the Reapers. Okay, when we talk about the Reapers and we find out the names, aside from Leah, well, even Leah is in the Bible, but whatever. Um, you got Matthew, Matthew, the child that. Leah cared for. You've got uh, Michael, the archangel. You've got Carver and Reaper Turner. I mean, Michael Turner, whatever. Michael Turner is a comics artist. I think it was a comics illustrator, which I think they like to put in every now and again. Elijah is also Elijah, Elijah the prophet. Uh, very big in Judaism. <laughs> of Jacob. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Leah of, well, not necessarily unloved, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but definitely not chosen. Your chosen right. family. Leah and uh, Rachel, actually. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. Right. <laughs> Rachel de Leah. That's Joseph's, right. Rachel was Joseph's mother. That's right. So I, I was named after Jesus' grandmother. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> 
But Leah couldn't bear children, I think. And oh, no, she definitely Rachel had children. Mm-hmm. But what were we? What was I? Oh, Elijah. Yeah, Elijah having that name, being a part of the Reapers, looking like a Reaper, etc., etc. Why it makes a lot more sense that it could be him that, that was birthed to death. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <sighs> I hope they give us an answer, but I'm almost like hoping they don't they because then they can slide that heartbreak until like later on and be like, it was him. And that's why we're not seeing him again. Oh, so sad. And then we don't really get to experience the sadness. What do you think about Frost, Rachel? Now that you've had a chance to see him? My opinion has not changed. I still think Frost is the Judas. What? Didn't you just say that that's wrong because of the timelines? I don't mean the actual. I mean, he literally is a Judas to our group, to Maggie's group. I think Frost is a double agent. Okay. I don't think we can trust him. Interesting. And then maybe that he was the cause for all these communities to fall or whatever. Well, when I, when I saw the, the Judas Walker, I didn't think that that physical Walker was anyone that we knew. I, I saw it as a symbol to someone in our group is a Judas and who is it? And my theory was Frost. Mm, that makes a lot more sense of what I was thinking because <laughs> we've seen each and every single person of Maggie's fighters die. One getting taken. The only one that we didn't see was Frost. And so they, it could be them smoke screening a body that Maggie would have taken to be Frost. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Or Elijah. Um, Ugh, heart hurt. Well, and Jasmine, Jasmine says, but if Frost is a spy, he knows Daryl is lying. Yeah. Does he though? I think there's a lot more that Daryl knows that Frost doesn't know. Okay, as far as the extra three dozen people that basically Negan and Gabriel said they were going to meet, that's the lie. And does Frost know he's lying? Frost knows about as, no as much about these communities any more than Maggie does, that Maggie does. She's been gone for six years. She doesn't even really know everything, does she? I'm inclined to say no. There's like a knowing look that Daryl tosses his way and Frost kind of gets the message and then- I, I... And then they come and take Frost out of the room immediately after they realize Daryl's not gonna give him anything. Yeah. <laughs> when Daryl's speaking and talking, he keeps looking, when he's talking to Frost, he keeps looking, cutting his eyes forward like they're watching. So it's like, mm -hmm. he's like, get this dude, I'm saying all this to protect us, mm -hmm. you know? And Maggie, primarily. Yep. I love but Frost is trying to get him to open up. Yeah. The tall skinny one that never shuts up. Yeah, I, I think, mm -hmm. yeah, which we find out later on. It is possible that Frost is Frost and Pope are playing the long game here. I want to say it's highly unlikely because if... Hey, I was wrong about Riley too. I wanted Riley to be a good guy, so... <laughs> like the long game. I, I, I'm, I'm torn because if that's the case and, Pro and Pope is making an awful show of Daryl being part of the group. Now... I had written this in my notes and I said, it could be that Pope is so s smart. I'm not ready to say that yet for many emotional reasons that Pope displays that it doesn't matter whether or not I say Daryl is part of the group, baptized by fire, but just like us, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't matter because as long as he's, I keep Leah around, he'll be devoted to her. I think mm -hmm. that makes sense. And so mm -hmm. it might fit nicely saying that and feeling more comfortable with that, with what you're saying that Frost is still part of the game, he's still part of the Reapers, and that he's feeding intel directly to Pope. Just more fuel from my fire anyway. Frost could have easily told the Reapers where they were on the road. I mean, I don't know how he's communicating, but they attacked them right on the road as they were on their way to Georgie's secret drop spot. <laughs> Somebody had to have told them where they were and where they were going for them to intercept. And if you think about it, anytime cops or anybody do undercover, the undercover officer typically gets the shit beat out of him too. And so they got to say go they're not saying they're taking him out. They're like, okay, we're going to have to whip your ass 
to make a good show of this if he is part of them and he is the covert spy trying to relay my information. They've got to make it look legit. They've got to beat him up. They've got to, you know, do everything else to him. More convincing for Daryl. Well, and then this is this is all to say if that if that in fact is true, Pope knows that Daryl is 100% lying. Period. End of story. Well, lying about what though? Everything. Lying about what? Everything. He's not. not, not Maggie being... is the Maggie is leading. True. That's not a lie. But like his relationship to these people is yeah. complete. Yes, he's lying about his relationship, but not about who they are. Which and I think that's where the test right. of bringing they're going to bring somebody into the fold that he is going to have to show his allegiance to them by killing. I mean, regardless of that fact, that's going to have to happen. Or I mean, it doesn't have to happen. We're assuming a lot of things. But if, in fact, it does happen, it doesn't matter either way. He's still going to be tested for his faith. And, and mm -hmm. as we've seen even with Bossy, like everything is a goddamn test to, to Bossy. And not, and not a test of loyalty. This is the key defining thing. It's not about loyalty at all. Loyalty is implied. But are you divine? That is the test. We know this because of what Pope does to Bossy. The test isn't whether you are loyal and dragged your dead brother 10 miles. That's not the test. The test is whether you are part of the the, one, the chosen people. I want to drop this one Hebrew fact for a second because a lot of fire, altar, sac ritual sacrifice. There's a concept called um, purity or being tahor or tameh, meaning a lot of people boil it down to purity, but it means basically whether you're spiritually pure or spiritually not pure. And the only way to cleanse that is with the sacrifice of the sacred red cow. A lot of people hear about the sacred cow that comes from a red cow that has no blemishes, the red, a cow with red fur, has no spots, no speckles, all pure red, no black or gray hairs or white hairs on it, nothing. It has to be a perfect red cow, which is completely rare and impossible to find. But there have been a few in existence, and you have to sacrifice it to God, obviously, like, like we did in the old days. You sprinkle the ashes into water, and then you purify somebody. And this is really more for high priests who do the services on, on high holidays, but I... I bring this up only to mention that that's what Pope is looking for. He's making sure that all of his people are of the chosen people. They're, they're the people that can walk through the fire and go into the fire. We do not. This is the thing that I was terrified in the last episode about. Remember what I was saying? The thing that terrifies me the most is people who can walk into anything and believe they can get out of it alive. They just mm -hmm. go in. They know they're not going to fail and they will move as though they will not fail. You know, and that's the placebo effect. It's real. It makes things makes it so that you can go through anything. Um, he wants them to be the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's of the apocalypse. They were the three Hebrew boys that were put into the furnace. Oh God, we're talking oh. about Carson again. He threw them into the furnace because they wouldn't proclaim their loyalty to him. Right, to him, to God. And they said, you know, our loyalty is to God. And he put them into a fiery furnace and they looked in and they said, didn't we put three in? And there was actually four. Oh, who, who actually did that? Part of me wants to say Nebuchadnezzar, but I know that's not it. Oh, so that's that's actually yeah the second temple. Okay, okay, which makes I'm, a lot I'm, of sense. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar, which is the yeah, uh, who was uh, post. I think it was post the, the destruction of the first temple, which is second temple. The whole season, whole season. We're only in four episodes. Feels like this parallel between Dante's Inferno, the Seven Rings of Hell. So if we're going towards hell, and we've got Acheron, and we also have to have that parallel of heaven into salvation. There's got to be that foil. And here we are finding what salvation and strength, or strength and salvation. Well, the yin and yang, really. I mean, we're going back to that again. Of the same thing, but going 
a different direction. It's literally what they say in this episode, too. The strength of salvation. Mm. I kind of wonder, was Leah a character that was planned before COVID? Then they decided to write like a backstory with her and Daryl for the 10C episodes? Or did they write that episode and then decide to bring her into season 11? I just was kind of curious about that on what your thoughts are. Didn't Angela Kang yeah, talk yeah. about that? Sharon D's referring specifically to whether Find Me was an, was an afterthought, having that 10C episode. It's like once they decided they were going to give us these six extra episodes, they went, ding, let's put a, a little backstory in here since we have the opportunity to do right, so. Right, because I- And it would create more tension going forward. I can easily see them sneaking in Leah without giving us the backstory or them trying to do it in season 11 because I actually literally saw a memory, a Facebook memory of the exact moment where we knew that we, we weren't going to get like another season after 11. But before that, there were discussions about doing a season 11, season 12. And I think 10C made it so they didn't have to do a season 12 because it makes sense that they would give us some sort of backstory to Leah, I think in season 11, in order to in introduce her properly, maybe later on, after we find out who she is. I, Cause I can easily see Daryl seeing Leah for the first time and going, I know you. You know, like the audience goes, an audience won't know who this person is. And then we find out later on, we get that little bit of backstory, maybe implied or deliberately, but now they don't have to do that because of those bonus episodes of season 10, which I'm not sure what would have been better. Like us being like, how does Daryl know this person or having the backstory ahead of that? Yeah. What do you guys think about that? Like, right. There's a little bit of like, oh, there's something I don't know as a viewer. I think they would have figured out a way to have woven in flashbacks sexy time flashbacks <laughs> yeah yeah it's <laughs> actual sexy time you know oh. or, or i guess actually it goes those flashbacks would have to go back even further because that episode of find me even though it was in 10 actually took place right after rick went missing which but is we, saying which is to say do you think they thought that far ahead no i, oh. I don't know because, but we know that he he talked about leah because you know carol made the remark of her dog you kept you, you know you kept her dog yeah i still think elise is onto something though because only you know like you said kind of the opposite like you know the reaper storyline was always going to happen so instead they gave us this find me episode to increase the tension going to sharon's question was find me an afterthought you're saying yes i think it was an opportunity to give us more of this backstory because it is a bonus episode Who knows? yeah i mean it, literally yeah. defining yeah. the the, the idea of be, having it be a bonus rather than being implied or because i don't think we were going to get flashbacks i i almost thought that until covid happened I'm, I'm fairly certain that after seeing this episode and after looking back at what find me became we almost we're probably not going to get that episode or that visual flashback of this digital, digitally filmed episode uh, for the first time or whatever it is of Daryl and Leah knocking boots. First of all, because of the fandom, but second of all, because they don't want to see that, right? You didn't want to see that, Rachel, right? You didn't see sexy time between Daryl and Leah. It's lots of kissing nope. scenes and caressing nope. of naked skin. I Does it make you happy? <laughs> no, nope, nope. I didn't are, like it are, at all. You're not quitting, right, Meg? Right? You like it when no. I talk. <laughs> I... I'm quitting. I quit. Well, I do, all right, so I do have thoughts. So we should title this episode the episode where Rachel quits. <laughs> <laughs> and not yeah. Meg. Right. I feel like if they had done not 10 seed and went 11 and 12, that Find Me and Hunted probably would have just been a two-parter where mm. they would have extended Hunted into two long episodes with the scenes of Find Me being woven in flashbacks. I almost feel like as though we wouldn't have gotten it though, period. The way The Walking Dead works is usually they don't like doing flashbacks unless it really, really, really is important. Daryl knocking boots i think that's pretty important i think i think they want to avoid it <laughs> as much exactly as possible it. though if you think 
we think about because the fandom like you know oh like they care about pissing us off please well oh, i mean they love pissing us after off. negan and the dumpster <laughs> and, the, and all that and shedding all that fandom like losing your carol darylers uh, come on it's not gonna mm. happen i don't know oh jasmine said the thing which we all believe i mean technically really carol and daryl are platonic soulmates IMO. Yeah, I mean, you know. I'm I'm in that boat too. I I I, I, I If it gets romantic, I'm here for that as well, but <laughs> <laughs> Right. We're we're a strata on Squawking Dead. We're 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 like a we generally get, agree on things, but we have wildly different takes sometimes. <laughs> Let's move on to the rest of sharing these things. That was a good fruitful conversation, I think, with uh trying to figure out whether find me was really meant to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reaper, Lee and the Reapers definitely was meant to happen, just whether or not we were going to get that backstory. Also, an interesting juxtaposition with Father Gabriel, where he, in the last episode, said, God isn't here anymore. And in this episode, Pope says, God is here and he is angry. I think you kind of touched on that a little bit. What do you think about that? And again, yin-yang. We come from the same yeah. place. Let's be literal here. Pope. Father. Father. Not the Father. <laughs> I just wanted to sneak that in, like they're both father, not the father, really. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's kind of cool that they're both considered to be fathers of some variety, you know, in almost like a, a figurative father to Leah, Pope, and then yet, and yet, like Gabriel's a literal father to, not figurative to Coco. I, I don't know. There's a lot going on here. He's not a literal father to Coco. But, but, <laughs> oh, father, not the and father. like Rick is not a literal father exactly. to Judith because exactly. Oh come on. <laughs> He is though, like found family. I mean, come on, well, adopted, yeah, adopted. But literal, father. but the word literal means. Oh, oh, oh I, I'm. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess. I, but I, I don't yeah. know. Father, technically, Pope isn't that far in age from Leah, right? I mean, and yet he's a commanding officer, and yet he has this father figure. Like, I don't think he could adopt her, and that's why I say that. Like, I don't think he could adopt her if it was the real world, because it's kind of weird. Oh. Right? That's all I mean. Oh. I think I, there are I two know. variations of God that we're dealing with. When I think about Father Gabriel, I think about New Testament God, where there's mm. love, forgiveness, mm. there's compassion. And when I think about Pope, I think about the Old Testament God, where there's hell and damnation and bringing down fire on the people. Yes. You know, I mean, it was Elijah mm -hmm. who called down the fire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think we're seeing... A divergence of he was God. almost punished for that but he actually was no. punished for that yeah. yeah and not only that but there is elijah sorry the prophet yeah, elijah but there's also this feeling of cult of personality with pope he's like the jim jones david koresh he i think he's talking about he's god and he's angry well and to mm. the point where he does he may not even know it himself uh, and odd that he says that because he's saying when daryl says i rely on myself or i believe in myself he's like you're not him i am like right. <laughs> followed by not really saying it but like now that you're saying it <laughs> like he believes he's god or whatever i don't know that let me good. go further with this because what the problem with the old testament when, it, when it's not really the old testament that's the problem like okay new testament obviously evolved into you know looking back and seeing the compassion and retelling the tales in order to suit a certain narrative but a narrative that of compassion and love thy brother etc the distilling down the teachings of jesus right old testament if you read it literally was all about hell damnation all that stuff right but it's not the way I, I I get my hints about what these what this group is modeling their Christianity after because it is it's Pentecostal. I know this because of the speaking in tongues, which is called technically glossolalia, <laughs> right? Pentecostals 
have believe in a literal translation of the Bible. And that's the problem. <laughs> now, when I, I grew up learning in, in Jewish uh, yeshivas, right? Like uh, the day schools, like, right? So part of what we learned, this was hammered into us from a long time ago, is that you cannot read the, the Bible literally. It's not a book of stories. You know, it's not, it's not meant to be read that way. Embedded in, in the stories is law, technically. They're trying to tell you a story and then embed and weave into it rules of how to live your life and that sort of thing. Now, you're not going to get everything perfect, obviously, and I don't, I'm not really a religious person, but I do know about religion. I do know the mechanics and all that stuff. However, going back to these guys, they must be believing in a Pentecostal form of uh, this literal translation of the Bible. And, you know, it comes with uh, with exactly what you're saying, Eliza, which is like the um, fire and brimstone. Fire, fire is not only with which we get baptized, but is what is God's wrath and all that stuff. And, like, and who gets to decide what that is? But Pope, <laughs> aka, I'm not God, but I'm really God. Okay, I, I believe in myself, but it's really me. <laughs> Can you hear me, God? Yes, it's me, Pope. Okay, me. I mean God. Right, that whole thing. Oh, a note. Another thing that I learned about Pentecostals is that they were one of the first to introduce women in leadership roles. Well, I was raised in the Assembly of God, so is that is that was that? I'm a Jew. I don't know these. Cory Timboon was one of the first female preachers to be kind of in indoctrinated. Right. And I, that's what I like about this part. And it goes to maybe also, Leah, first of all, Leah, indicating Leah's involvement, her high figurehead status. I, uh, apparently, the Pope says, I like, you know, I like your ass the most. So, okay. The daughter I, I have, I, that is most favorite to me. The Mary Magdalene. You actually were able to understand what he was subtitles. saying. <laughs> yeah, my subtitle said, speaking in tongues. It didn't give oh, no. me words. Speaking in tongues, there's like, no... Because I was trying to... Who are you referring to? Pope or... The priest that was praying over I'm Turner. Just I was making a joke. He was speaking in tongues. <laughs> and my captions literally said speaking, speaking in tongues. Yeah. In tongues. I, no, there's yeah, no, there's yeah. no words. But you were. There, the is no, there is, there is no language. It's the language of God. Yeah, it's like your attempt at bringing right. the presence of God closer to you is yeah. by speaking. In I tongues. spent yeah. about twenty minutes <laughs> trying every different Google Translate language just to get. Oh something no, you did not. To, oh no, I did. I did. They're, I did. Yeah, I just wanted they're... to be absolutely sure. Oh my goodness. Can somebody yeah. give Rachel those 20 minutes Oh my minutes god, back? I wish I could give you that back. <laughs> oh, it's really nothing. Um, but you, but Meg, you were referring to what Pope was saying, right? About... So, in the in the beginning when, um, when Pope was talking to, I think it was the scene with Leah when he was saying, like, something, 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 I'm angry. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The only words I understood him saying in that scene <laughs> were, I'm angry. I'm angry. <laughs> and then outside in the end, I understood some of what, most of what he said. I'm blaming it on that fucking Tom Selleck mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I am having so much trouble understanding him because he's a Tom Selleck Wolford Bromley wannabe. It does like take up half of his face. It's a crossover. Tom Selleck. Let me I'm tell you something about Tom Brimley. Like I'm bringing in. Blue Tom, now. I'm calling him Tom Brindley. Blue, not yeah, Pope, not Tom blue. Selleck, not Wilford Brindley, Tom Brindley. <laughs> Tom Brimley, right, right, right. That's Wilford his new Tom, name. Bill. Yeah, oh that mustache made it so I couldn't even recognize Mr. Blue. Yeah. So good. And, and now that I'm like... But the voice, I'm like... And you're welcome like, for voice. the teaser clip for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah, I'm like going deeper into the Richie Coster dive, it's like he, he... Every one of his characters is like different from the other, too. Sounding different, looking different. I mean, there is... He's a chameleon. It is so amazing, kind of... Just, and he's a... I mean, his performances are so... Like, look up any supercut with Richie Coster in it. He's just... He's really so amazing. 
He really gets into I his characters his to a point where I, I want to know, like, I don't, I kind of want to know how he is in real life, but I'm also afraid of finding out that his personality is just horrible. Like, you know, he's probably like, like a scary, teddy bear. right? Oh, I would, I would hope so. I could just listen to Mr. Blue read the dictionary. <laughs> I just, I love it. I love his voice so much. <laughs> right? It's so yeah. unique. We're talking about, by the way, if, yeah. for those who aren't following, Mr. Blue, Scaramucci from Happy, exclamation yeah. point. Yes. Uh, this was on yeah. Sci-Fi, uh, which is now on Netflix, by the way. I, I think it's on Netflix yeah. now. Yeah. It is, yeah. I hesitate. I have to hesitate a little bit because, <laughs> and you have to because you have to warn the audience that there are, it can be yeah. very yes. offensive. So I hesitate saying it's great. Like some people be like, this is horrible. Why did you tell me to watch this? So It's great in its horribleness. <laughs> yeah. Means weary Leah one. Leah means weary one. And Shaw a... means one who lives by a copse or a thicket. Okay, so did you hear all that? That's it. Leah thicket. means weary one. I heard thicket. The etymology yeah. of, yeah. And then Shaw, which is Leah's last name, which we learned. It's not easy or apparent even if you have the subtitles on, but like, yes, they refer to her as Shaw rather than Leah and etc. Okay. Mm -hmm. But Shaw, a Shaw means like kind of like a clearing in a wood or like a where the trees thin out a little bit. So there's a bit of a, ah. yeah, which is a thicket. So thicket actually means... A thinner, a thinner, yeah, th thick. Weird, yeah, exactly. <laughs> a thick et. <laughs> it's not as a thick. Area. Okay, I mean, it's cool knowing what her name means, but what does that mean in terms of her her character or her story or relation to like the how show? Does it relate or how to oh, I mean, to, it's yeah. it's kind of on the nose. I mean, weary woman in the middle of the woods, find me, yeah, cabin. You know, like she's in the clearing in the woods and. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. So literally just surface I'm not, Nothing deeper. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, we like to go deep here, so I was trying to go deeper. I mean, you know. We don't need that's to. That's what she said. It's about to. as deep as it gets. I mean, it's, it's, a, that it's is right there. Look, it's said. about as deep or, as a five-foot pool. I mean, it's not, it's deep, but it's not that deep. I, my, I can see a ball. Um, I mean, I could see you like this and then and Meg's toast. Meg's over my head. It's done. Um, <laughs> she can't go too. She can't go deep. If you take her last name, the meaning Shaw, as a thicket, which is a thinner aspect of the forest, okay. that maybe she is... Not as extreme? Not as extreme as the rest of the group. She's that kind of in-between spot. There we go. And maybe because That's of her weirdness. That's the deeper weirdness. point I wanted. Oh, Thank you, wait, we can get <laughs> we can go even further. You want to know? Shaw is a Gaelic for wolf. And we all know Carol is, is, she the, hungry is the lone like wolf. A, the wolf. Right? Right. Stop connecting these two. Is she hungry like a wolf? <laughs> For Daryl's pee pee. Well, Anyways. Ask Daryl if he was hungry. Sorry. Sorry, Rachel. Rachel, now you quit. And, um, I quit. I need to make it. Now I need to make it. <laughs> yeah, but I think maybe I think you know maybe that's the allegory of it is that she is the the thinner veil between Daryl's world and the Reaper's world. That's that's the thing that bugs me. Like the the lone wolf in the thicket. The weary woman, lone wolf. It's good to draw these allegories, right? Uh, good. I don't know. Rachel doesn't feel so, but yeah, maybe. Hey, I gave it to Rachel. <laughs> okay. So. Now, Rachel's mad because you're kind of shipping Leah and Daryl Honestly, right though, I, this is the hard part because we did talk about Connie. Love triangle, love square. So like Leah, Connie, Daryl. The love pentagon. Yeah, and right. I mean, Carol's not really in the equation in my book. I mean, in terms of romantic entanglement, but like, you know, having those, those, these, these different corners of Daryl and Leah, and I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how to feel. 
I don't know how to feel. I, because, I mean, you said it best, I think, Meg, was that Connie was the one for right now. Like, this is where he's at after all this time away from Leah, that he thought maybe he could reinvent himself or reinvent who he is post-Leah, post-everything. You sort of mentioned, like, that he had this thing going on with Connie. Or maybe it was Lisa. Yeah. Yeah. Daryl is good about saving people. So I think if anything, he yeah. may, I think, you know, he may try to save Leah. But at what cost? Is it oh, going to cost him having to sacrifice someone he already knows to save Leah? Right. Oh, God. Well, who did we say that about? Um, we said that in Fear the Walking Dead when it came to Morgan. The possibility of having to save Grace over the people he knows. I remember, remember that little parallel? Would he put Grace ahead of yeah, the group? Yeah. yeah. Can somebody just put the group ahead of Morgan? Well, that's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. I, I thought that was an interesting thing. I just, it seems cruel and Grace would lose maybe. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not though. I mean, a chance for Morgan to fix not like a previous mistake or I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Like coming to Fear the Walking Dead? I mean, what? <sighs> but I could see Daryl trying to do that because he couldn't save Rick. So maybe he will do whatever he can to try to save Leah. He couldn't save Rick. And in his mind, he couldn't save Connie. And he didn't he come back in time for Connie's Leah. Dead. So he may try to do whatever he can to save Leah. Or Connie even. Like if you want to go by that But he logic. doesn't know she's alive yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good trying point. to get that win. That yeah. Win. Well, I'm assuming in the scenario that you're talking about, he, he sees the present danger of Connie, putting that against Leah and all that stuff. Yeah, tough, tough call. I So basically what we proposed for Fear the Walking Dead, but with Daryl in The Walking Dead. It goes to your point, like, because when he sees Leah, he still doesn't put the knife away. He's decided to himself that if, if yes. she's... Oh, thank you for bringing that up. I forgot to write that down, but I noted that. Even when he finds out it's Leah, he is still holding on to that knife. He does not put and it she away. she still has a dumb shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Apparently. Even before she raises it, he's still holding the knife. Yep. She's clearly with these people. Shit happens. We know His the people. And, and he doesn't know if he can trust her. And Daryl was there with Jocelyn. He was there at Scars. Yeah. He knows what can happen to people bef that they you know before and how they could change from now. Again, we, it's good to know that we brought that up because that is a clear moment for Daryl that he's getting the Scars moment as well with someone that he. Let's say what we're going to say. Did Daryl and Leah love each other? I know what Rachel's going to say. Well, I mean, no, did they though? I bet you don't. Because <laughs> in the episode in question, <laughs> Leah says to Pope, I didn't say I loved him. I didn't say he loved me. Oh, oh was that what it. Okay, okay. Which I th I think could Darryl go to what we were saying I before about her leaving in anger with the reapers let's say i think daryl did but i think it was more along the lines of how you ha love your first love i think it was his first intimate relationship there were definitely emotions and feelings that he had for her because it was the first real woman to have shown him those intimate moments and that intimate feeling well when people marry but, their first loves right and i think he did love her and i think she did love him because we really don't know what they were together what Six months is what it said or something like that his love his love for carol is on a completely different plane which tracks what, i think with most people and most people love what most people would have but yeah. i think yeah. yeah i think he i think he did love her and i think she did love him i think there's there are different levels to love like I love you guys, and I love my husband, but I love my husband Differently. different than I love you right. guys. Yeah, so... I sure hope so. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's it's all love. I care about you guys, you know, and then there's the love that I have for my husband. Do I think that Daryl and Leah were in love? No. I don't think they were together long enough to fall in love. I do think they loved each other in the sense that they cared about one I have another. to say I have to say something before we continue but like but even you've yeah. said that like in the apocalypse things are accelerated like you, relationships Absolutely. Yeah. I was just yeah. going to oh, say okay. that. Oh okay. High five yeah. Meg. Love works. <laughs> 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 
love works like look at Maggie and Glenn. Oh yeah. Yeah. Perfect example. example. Love is different in the apocalypse because it's not like you can go on your typical date nights, the mm-hmm. meet the parents, meet the <laughs> friends, do the whole the stupid things shit. that you're supposed to do. The stupid <laughs> shit that you're supposed to do. Every Kids day grow up fast. Could be your last. Kids grow up fast, but every day could be your last. So you got to live. Oh, I remember specifically what we were talking I, about was when we put Negan in jail. Like being there for six years is kind of like a life sentence, you know, in and a Darryl weird way. Daryl yeah. may have loved Leah more than she loved him. That could Cons- be that's, too, yeah, yeah. Could, yeah. Could be something. I also kind of look at what Leah and Daryl experienced, although it was a sh- much shorter time, as sort of the same kind of fantasy that Carol was living with Ezekiel. Like, uh. we're playing house, telling ourselves we can do this and we're happy, but is this real life? Is this sustainable? Which is what Leah says in this episode, which is interesting. Which is what uh, Carol ultimately tells Ezekiel too. Yeah. This couldn't have lasted. I, I'm done with the fantasy now. Is now a bad time to say I sometimes forget that Carol and Ezekiel were in No, there. we bring that up every once in a while. Because of the time right. skip. I, and, like, and they've been together for yeah, a long time, time. Long time. And, you know, it happened, like, with, like, season seven when the show was kind of taking its big dip. So That was I mean, a long courtship, if you really sometimes. think about it. How do you forget Ezekiel's dude bro moment with Daryl? Or his proposal to Carol. I mean, but put, yeah. put, put that away. Yeah, I like the dude put, bro. Put away. I like the dude bro <laughs> moment better. Yeah. Like, dude. I'm trying to I'm trying to build something here, and I need I need you out of the picture. Yeah, come on, Can come on, dude! Go? I'm trying to rebuild my I'm trying to the ashes of my relationship. Oh god! Yeah, my son just died. Can't you get your nose ahead of my business? You know what? The show does this thing sometimes, just like we're talking about when to leave somebody behind and somebody when to go fight for somebody to live and to bring somebody home again. Sometimes you're never going to get any answer. Is love possible in the apocalypse? You know, if you look at Maggie and Glenn, uh, is it? Uh, if you look at Daryl and Carol, it never was. And if you look at <laughs> So far. If you look at Daryl yeah. and Leah, like, I mean, you know, this that's still up in the air. And uh, it's one of those philosopher asshole moments where it's like, okay, sometimes the answer is in the question. Sometimes it's about figuring that out for yourself. And when? I want to be a philosopher asshole. No, no, you don't. The <laughs> waters are, are more deep than five feet. <laughs> it's like, you're not... <laughs> I can swim. I'm short, but I can yeah, swim. Yeah, but how long? Bitch. I mean, that's the question, right? How long until your arms give out, right? Your little little bitty arms. I have little bitty arms, so this is not saying much. <laughs> let's let's go to the pool then. All Come right, on over. see who drowns first. The philosopher asshole is laughing legs legs all along the, the way. <laughs> let's talk about my tiny. My wife's this is a running gag with my wife. Honey, I can't catch up to you with my tiny. She's only three three inches taller than me. But honey, your gait is too long. <laughs> Me and my tiny little Scooby-Doo legs are great. I'm just doing this thing. Hey, if that's three inches of all leg, that's, that is a wider I step. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I have like, for my for some of my friends, their one step is like my five steps. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I have yeah, and you're like scurrying after them too, right? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, can you slow down? Yeah. What Jasmine's saying is, she's saying you should have buoyancy aids, aka water wings. Ah, and then you beat yes. the philosopher asshole at his game. High five! Fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy is me. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. But I don't think relationships relationships don't last in an apocalypse. Yep. See there, there's there's a take. That's a take. I think, yeah. Especially if you're with a group, you then become too worried and too focused on the person that you're with. It kind of goes to what Michonne says. Was it fear makes you stupid? Stupid gets you killed. Love makes you stupid. Stupid gets you killed. Or anger makes you stupid. 
Their anger. I was thinking yeah. of that so, too. I mean, any any, no, do you want to any know of why? those emotions could go in there. I think what's what has kept Carol and Daryl as this item, not and I wouldn't say a romantic item, but this item is that their love for one another transcends that romantic typical that romantic. romantic label yes. and so they're able to get pissed off at each other they're able to tell each other off they're able to try to do what's in the best interest but there's not been any relationship that has survived that has been a romantic relationship no do you want to know why relationships yeah. don't work in the apocalypse because one of the people in the relationship always either die or go missing there you go <laughs> or or didn't mm -hmm. put the the ben gay on their all their special parts remember that <laughs> that whole thing from the holiday special oh my god <laughs> it's so great uh, and you were there for that <laughs> you smelly asshole well you didn't put any ben gay in that smelly asshole come on oh. jasmine's saying people keep dying yeah i mean you know and it's not limited to just you know romantic relationships but it doesn't help how are you gonna meet people if, people, if that that soulmate that you want to be with dies before you get to meet him. No, I, I, and I don't have an answer to this either. But I will say it's a show of my personality and it's an unfortunate show to say, oh, I do believe that you can do it. And like Rachel said, even between different relationships, your love is going to be different with, okay, let's just put Daryl in the scenario. Daryl's love for Leah is gonna be different than Daryl's love for Connie. I'm, I'm talking strictly romantic here. So that's why I didn't put Carol in there. But yeah, the way you love this person is gonna be different than the way you love that person. I mean, Connie's not gonna go come hither. You know, she's gonna write something down and she's gonna say, that's why Carol Come and Daryl will always Well, she be. does do sign yeah. language, yeah. so she can. Yeah, but it's a different, it's a different sign. So, what were you saying, oh, Elisa? Can we sign? Can we go into the sign? Can we dovetail into that off of that? Sure. And what was that? What was that? Did you find out? It, well, I have a theory. Oh, go so, for it. Uh, was it Morse code, or was it something for a dog, or? <laughs> Sa ta. No, don't say that. That goes into what? Wait, wait, I'm wait, saying. wait, 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 wait. What? Satanama. Sa ta na. Ma. It's a meditation technique. Well, who taught him that? Sa ta na ma. I don't know. That's why it's a theory. Wait, wait, you're but that's what it looked like to me. Well, the first one he did was was okay. I'm 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 showing you, but I'm not saying. It's like he was like so there was, tapping on his hand. He wasn't. Well, so doing there was this two taps on the index finger and this. two taps on the middle finger at first. So it was just, and then afterwards it was just the three. I think it was. I and I, I made I rewound like three times. The second time he did it, it was just one, two, three. It was index, middle, and ring finger. And I think it was him counting the people. And it sh it comes back later on when he tells Leah, you only have 15 people. That's how I took it. Yeah, I, that, That's the only thing I've got. But it's I like, love what you said, Rachel. It's killing me. And he learned that from Lynn it Collins. It reminds me. Okay. <laughs> Wait, is that what well, you're saying? Actually, of course, no. No, of course I was going to bring Ryan Hurst into oh. it because he's a yogi. Oh, oh okay, okay. Meg, is that what you're going to say, thinking, though? I was thinking it was something no. Connie had taught. I was thinking it was like a sign language towards dog that maybe Connie had oh. taught some kind of a sign language. Um, I know that for, for gorillas, but like I don't know about that for dogs. Like dogs. Well, like you know, language. I mean, dogs Connie, respond to hand signals. Yeah, Connie mm. and, and dog Absolutely. were together a lot, and he responded to hand signals. So I don't know mm. if that was some kind of a code or something. I mean, that guy. God, that's a talking dead Angela Kane question. Man, I like I'd be that interested too. in fi fi seeing if that were fruit. Was, because he knew sign language. Dog obviously knew sign, hand signs. That, did he? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. Connie taught him hand signals. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, do you know? Well, we 
We see him, we see Dog responding to Connie's hand signals at some oh, point. Oh, okay. Did you ever see in those movies and TV when somebody's, um, gets a bag thrown over their head and thrown into, like, a van? Every time they make a turn, they say right or left, and then they start counting yeah. how many mm -hmm. seconds? That's what I took it as. The paces. But as kind of yeah. going back to what you said, Dave, about, you know, that's how many right. people you have. So it's kind of similar to right, that. Right, right, right. But in your, in your scenario, it's like, okay, I've gone this far, there's this turn, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So in case he needs Backtrack. to, in case when he gets out, and he gets his people he needs to go back and maybe either save leah or burn the whole place down <laughs> carol style to go. <laughs> carol style. that's right are they sick oh boy yeah well you know i'd be supportive of that one <laughs> fuck these guys well, they're definitely worse I mean, than saviors pope kind of helped out with that by starting to burn right, the place his down, people so, I mean, <laughs> yeah if you just leave pope to his own devices he'll just kill all of his own people right <laughs> there go the reapers see this is why i hesitated before about thinking about pope and if he really is like in incredibly intelligent or not or like i don't i can't make that out yet i i know he's incredibly motivated in terms of his beliefs and what he feels he can tell his people to do like you said david Koresh and like in all these influential mass murders they have the charisma enough to be able to motivate their people to do incredible things i mean he's less charismatic than teddy let's just be let's just be honest but more fearsome. Don't cross me. And now he's going into territory where he's actually killing his own people or, you know, to make a point. Again, Angel Kang, not me. But he, this is the first time he's doing this. Can we move on to just one thing, though, about Angela Kang? I feel like she's taking, a, she's like, she's like taking us out of a job. <laughs> watching AMC Plus. And I'm literally watching these specials on AMC Plus and she's going, well, actually, uh, that's what this means. And this is what this means. And I'm like, can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. Well, you can talk about it, but just dive deeper into it. What's the, what's the fucking point? <laughs> Half the fun is just figuring it uh, out. You know what, David? <laughs> Why, though? Why? Why? I quit. What are you? Because I'm you, trying Angela to help Kang? you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? I'm probably the same height as her. <laughs> Surprise, bitches. I'm really Angela Kang. <laughs> Angela Kang is a filthy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she also quits a lot. Well, she did. She did say at one in one interview that she like she oh, does okay, curse. Okay, uh, she puts on oh. a good uh, good face. She really does put on a good face. I wouldn't be able to tell, to be honest with you. And these fucking squawking dead people. Her. We gotta we gotta put them down. We gotta the, like the dogs that they are. We can't have them going out with <laughs> with theories and being right about things like Ezekiel being the ultimate <laughs> sacrifice for the Commonwealth and, and Father Gabriel being the villain. And uh, anyways. <laughs> Yeah. I just submitted that question to Talking Dead. Which would that be awesome? Which which one? Signals. Oh, okay, cool. Would that be great if they picked Ooh. it? Oh. <laughs> Wait, you submitted a question also? Yeah. What was your question? I submitted one for Alana for Alana Ooh. Masterson. Oh. That I loved watching Tara's leadership skills grow over the years. And what role does she think that Tara would be playing in rebuilding the communities if she hadn't been piked? Oh God! And well, I mean, we're dealing a lot with people that we've lost. At least on Talking Dead, that what would they do now? And and again, we have to bring it back to the last episode where we thought, well, Ezekiel's getting that moment, and Gabriel's getting that moment from being well. Gabriel got spared from Beta's disembowelment, and Ezekiel being spared from the Pikes. And now this is the what if episode. The Walking Dead is a walking what if episode now. So will it auto course correct to the comics, or will it do something wildly different? I'm now I'm in a good spot. I feel like they're going to do something wildly different because the comics are now over. They're going to find a way to throw curveballs at people. But do you think they'll ultimately go like, back to the original narrative somehow in some way or resemble it? 
with a twist like how they're saying like yumiko got michonne's storyline all that in some aspects yeah they are sticking to it but in some aspects they're gonna throw everything like, so some aside. things yes and some Just, things no okay yeah because you don't want like remember all right take the, the pikes are a perfect example of this when they were leading up to filming of the pikes people were going up to kari and what's your face uh christian saying oh uh, yeah i know you you know you're gonna get it you're gonna get it so what did they do they said fuck it and look at all the people they killed instead yeah they were literally preparing they were like literally almost made it seem like even though they said i can't say either way but like you know if i do go which implies oh i'm going bye right (laughs) i I really respected them for that too oh they really had us going too actors go figure i'm still so mad i'm still so mad oh man two of my favorites died that day where the fuck is dog in Leah's room. Mm. He told her, he told dog, run away. <laughs> with his fingers. Get, with I don't believe help. that for a second. Go get help. Go, and and dog that. yet again says, go fuck yourself. I'm Leah's dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> Probably. We see him with Leah. Like, we see dog with Leah. And then we don't see him anymore. Huh, First of all, huh, I think he's in Leah's, Leah's, Leah's planning on murdering Carver for throwing dog off the ledge. Okay, so there's one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, I want to <laughs> see that. that too. I want to see that. Um, meanwhile, I'm like, yes, finally, somebody harms dog. I'm like, finally, let's be real here. Dave, get out. I know it's your podcast, but get the fuck out. I mean, what We're both if, about to quit. What if truly he gave a hand signal to dog to go? <laughs> she says, I fucking quit. Oh, and it's an animated. Rachel's holding up, let me just for the audio listeners. First of all, you should know that every time, so Meg is quitting all the time, but Rachel finally has quit a lot of times this, today. And she wrote a sign that says, I fucking, and it, like, it's showing the drawing of I quit. It's I fucking Jeff. quit. Yes. I am so proud of you. This is, nope. is this, is this, is this I finally have a reason to is quit. Is Squawking Dead have like an under, underlying narrative where at some point Meg takes over? Like I die and then Meg takes over Squawking Dead? Spoiler alert, Meg is actually squawking dead. I mean, we are, uh, we, 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 XOXO, we squawking girl. dead, technically. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I'm so oh, dead. That's right. Are you going to throw me in a shack full of fire? Is that what's happening? It's, it's like Gossip Girl. It's Gossip what Girl. What if Daryl truly did give Dog a hand signal to go? You are really like, yeah, I'm not girl. sure. I, I, I'm, I, I yeah, I, I don't and know. Then, you know, he, like, quick, you know, Timmy's fell on a well, Daryl's fell on a shed, you know? <laughs> Oh, what if dog takes over for Squawking Dead? (laughs) Daryl told dog to take over Squawking Dead. While while Daryl is still in the the cell, he says to Leah, just give me dog and we'll go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he even thinks that Leah has dog somewhere. I don't have, I have no doubt. He thinks, he thinks. We don't know. We don't Mm. know, but I'm, I'm very confident that dog is safe in Leah's quarters. I will say one thing, okay, and I see people, if dog, if dog is even harmed, I will riot and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's when I like, I want to throw things at everybody because I'm like, why do animals get a pass? Human beings do not. Because they're innocent. They're not innocent. They would eat your face off if you died. They would eat you. Out of instinct. Zoe would eat your face. Out of instinct and not malice. Yeah, well, that doesn't make me feel better. (laughs) But it, but being innocent is about you know the intent behind your actions. Yeah. So what? So dogs are, you are me no this cute thing. It, it, it's a double edge. Exactly. It's a double edged sword. You know, like <laughs> she doesn't she, like you right now. She, she is breakfast. Pass. That is what she is. She's gonna bite your face She's off. She's breakfast in the apocalypse. Zoe, can we call you? Can we call you sausage links? <laughs> Sorry. See, I think well, I would she's be. Got a belly, so cute so. for sausage links. I mean, seriously. <laughs> 
I think I I'd be more it. likely to eat a person than a dog. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. I can uh, never eat a dog. You're no. not on my team. Not a pet. Not a pet. <laughs> not not a pet dog. Like oh, Aliza right brought up. Okay, so I, let's. This is a good dovetail into something Aliza brought up, uh, which was. Uh, People were very upset about Carol in the last episode. Yeah, this is a good place to bring it up. Uh, because oh. putting down the oh. horse for the sake of everybody who's starving to fucking death. And I'm like, yeah. and this is the same feeling I have about dog. I'm sorry. Like, if dog gets hurt, I will be sad. I will. I will be sad. As one should be. But this whole dog dies and we riot thing, no offense. I'll be upset, but I won't be heartbroken. Like, I, I'll be like, oh, something else besides a human died on The Walking Dead. Sounds she fair. Will. Sounds fair. It mostly goes the other way. Mostly, the, mostly it's humans that are dying. Occasionally, several horses. Okay, but like <laughs> horses seem to get a bad break, right? Like dogs. You know, every now and again, we eat a dog or two, right? Like Rick's people, like Elisa mentioned in this, in her take, which happened to come after our episode. Rach. Oh, so and Jasmine oh, saying, and even Jasmine saying, would you mind? Would you eat a dog if you were starving? And Meg says, nope. In the chat again. Nope. Well, I mean, you know, nope. we've lost, we've lost buttons. We lost Tabitha. We lost Shiva. Tons of unnamed I horses. <laughs> I cried, I cried, I cried when Shiva died. And Fear of the Walking Dead is setting poor Rufus up to die. Because of the radio. around in radiation. I think I, I wanna... could see Daryl, I could see Dog dying to save Daryl doing something I like that. I can see that happening. I thought yeah. he was going to get bit in the tunnel. I want to I wanna add something, though. When I say I wouldn't eat dogs, I guess specifically I mean My pet, pets. yeah, exactly. A pet. Not a wild dog. That's No, I get that. That is hard. How can you imagine doing but that? Also, but think about it. If you if you find a dog, you, if you have to eat it, how do you know that dog wasn't bitten and it's tainted? Oh, we've we've well, proven you that. Check that doesn't it for matter. bites first. It doesn't matter. Wait, that's true. Is it zombie it virus? Doesn't matter because yeah, I'm thinking like back to like with uh, Terminus and like the tainted well, we, meat. Well, we we've proven that that doesn't matter. I mean, they've proven it, and also Ezekiel proved it with the tainted pigs. <laughs> we they feed him zombie flesh. <gasps> well, I see animal. Yeah, I see animal, but I can't make it out this too. Small oh, that's screen. that's Puppy. that's that's lunch. Leah's tattoo in Find Me, we get to see a little bit. We get to see a little bit on her dagger, I think, as well. And it's a saying, and I actually researched this for Find Me, but I never got to say it. Pope says, he says, forged by fire, ordained by God. And it's, welcome, our brother. And it's like, uh, fortitudo salud, uh, saludis, which is weird because it, the, re, the literal is salutis, but it's probably the same thing. Um, do you guys, did you guys research that for at least find me or even now? At least strength and salvation. Oh yeah. The strength of salvation. Right. The strength and salvation. Right. That's right. Which is yeah. their, the core of their being. Now it's funny that we got this beforehand and everything like that. The, the exact quote is, Oh Lord God, the strength of my salvation. You have protected my head in, in the day of war. Basically what Pope's story is all about. The, the, the fire having jumped the church and and burnt everything else and left them alive uh and we are the chosen ones blah 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 could that could that also mean something in relation to daryl with leah like that couldn't have a different meaning like daryl you are the my salvation my strength and my salvation too having a, a different meaning I, I think that goes i think that's probably something to do with the group as they were when they were over fighting as you know as soldiers the now reapers fortune yeah, so yeah i could see that yeah their motto as as kind of a platoon platoon motto like semper fi right so when pope was telling his story about the fall and how it was even worse than what we've even seen in afghanistan or wherever they were sent to as mercenaries his story about the church and everything burning around them in the edge of town that story was post apocalypse and so it could be that that's what that's when they decided to get those tattoos or make those tattoos or have that saying right 
I'm just asking because what do you guys think? Is this something from before or something after? Because she does have that two tattoo and find me. Are you asking when she got it? Yeah, or when when that was their saying or when the, the, the she got the tattoo. I think it was probably before the apocalypse because I just don't see people sitting still long enough for a tattoo post-apocalypse. And then and then the, the the thing that happened in the church just happened to solidify that saying you're saying. Right. Okay. Right. No, I'm I'm down with it. I just don't know. I'm just curious what you guys think. Because I think that was probably like a platoon motto. They all got the same tattoo at some point. Because <laughs> even Pope says it was at that point when they walked out of the church and nobody was, we realized we were the chosen. We know somebody is out there with a tattoo gun because Daryl has gotten some tattoos since the beginning of the show. <laughs> well, no, there, there's ways to without a tattoo gun. I know, I know. Think of, oh. I know. Prison tattoo. Rachel knows. You can do the, for a moment. No, you can do the pokes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. I gave, I've given myself some homemade tattoos. <laughs> Mistake or no? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're one. Always. <laughs> They're always a mistake. Always. <laughs> don't, don't do it. Listen, Squawking Dead says don't give yourself a tattoo, even if you're an artist. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do the stick poke. Don't do it. No, I, I like, I like Elisa, what you're saying is that, that it's something that they had before that they carried over and that this story makes it even more like almost their, their own, um, what is that called? Like your own parable or your own, when you make your own story, like that's part of their, the fabric of their story, their origin, yeah. you know, for yeah. themselves, yeah. their own gospel, let's just say. So, beginning of the episode, when he's just before he spots Leo or Leah spots him, whatever comes first, you do realize that he's looking into the distance at the radio tower that Negan mentions that they're that they want to take him to. There's the side mission, right, for Le Georgie's place. They mention the radio tower, and just before Daryl turns turns around and sees Leah, Leah, shit, uh, he spots the radio tower, which is even makes it even more of a reason for him to lie about his whereabouts too. It's just not obvious at first. I don't know if you guys saw it on your laptop screens or phone screens sometimes, but yeah, it's just the little tidbit, like, you know, where they might be, why he's lying so much to Leah. Hmm. I don't, I guess I don't remember the reference to the radio tower. Oh, okay. Okay. So Negan mentions to Maggie and Negan mention it in more than one occasion, in more than one episode. The, so Negan, you can take us to the, to the radio tower? Yeah, I know where the radio tower is. This was in uh, the last episode? No, it was the episode beforehand. Hmm. Wasn't say was that part two? Yeah, Asheron part like two. Like after they come up the stairs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, yeah. now I remember it. Yeah. And then Daryl spots the radio tower, turns around, and sees Leah. So is it? Do you think maybe Leah was also on her way to the radio tower when she came across Daryl? Could be. And and how did she know about it? I think mm. she saw there. I think she was in the woods. You mean Cole? And I, mean, I think sorry, she Frost. recognized Daryl, and mm -hmm. I think she was trying to track him the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I am wondering though. Like, I it does it does go like I can't stop thinking about like what benefit this long con about uh, Frost, you know, being being a double agent. How that works, how it doesn't work. The Judas thing is Elijah dead? I, I it's it's making me crazy to be honest with you. I gotta ask, why do you why do you think Daryl guts up? Extra protection. I that was the only thing I could think because he doesn't have he dog, doesn't have dog. Yeah. He needs yes. He doesn't have any people. Yep. Is that is that why is that okay that's 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 I mean, how i took it that, yeah i didn't really think too hard about it i just took it as i'm alone and i should take extra precautions at least you feel the same way or yeah because he had thrown his crossbow so yeah, all exactly. he had was his knife he had thrown his crossbow at that reaper when he threw dog and so i think i think he just did it for extra protection because all he had was his knife because mm. all he would be able to do is get he didn't close. have anything oh that's, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting interesting okay 
All right. I, I'll take that. I'll take that. It was a tough one for me because I was like thinking, usually you would only do that in situations where you're among a herd or whatever, because I didn't see that. I didn't see a walker anywhere. My meager thought was that he was gutsing up so that dog could smell him better. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I thought, hey, dog likes to run towards the wall. I don't know, man. Guys, I don't know. I think Dave I think needs I, to quit. I, need, I need to quit. I'm sorry. I need to eat something. Same. Uh, okay. I don't want to ask about that. I was going to ask about the why hanging people upside down and bring up the Japanese bayonets uh, in World War. I was going to say that's their calling card. But like, why? What is that? What that's what is that about? I don't know. Why do <sighs> well, people get tattoos? It could like, be like a perverse representation of the crucifixion. Oh, hanging people upside down. Oh, yeah, See, you would know that immediately. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay, let's do some things. Let's do some talking here because I want to talk about this because... You you had and I, I meant to bring this up because I and I didn't know when we would do it, but you had such a really touching reaction about Father Gabriel. It really, really hit me, and I felt like I'm like, oh, we're getting somewhere with with, with Rachel. Like, and I, I want to bring this up again now. Like, but did you have like a relig religious upbringing or anything like that? Oh yeah, I was raised in the church. Okay, okay. Oh, see, I didn't know yeah. that. I didn't know that. Yes. I'm so sorry. I, I, yeah. it's interesting that it's because <laughs> that was because there was two things that happened. Your reaction to Father Gabriel sort of losing his faith. That was cool to see with you in within you but then i was like when when you had this thing about religion and i was actually really intrigued like when you said i'm afraid of them bringing this religious component in because of possible the fuckery divine. in the fandom and, and stuff yeah. like that and you felt really yeah. sad about that because of i doubt you're the same religiosity as you were once but you still see oh no, i'm still presbyterian okay okay so and so you have yeah. that sort of re reverence to yeah yeah. to um to religion so i i, I thought it was cool that, that we can bring that up and talk about that a little bit religion is is a very big part of my life but i don't put it out there i don't talk about it all the time because that's not what it's about you're supposed to show it not speak it thank you eliza perfect perfectly said it goes right back into perfectly said like politicians yep. let's bring it back to pope and politicians yep oh no <laughs> yeah. don't talk about Dovetail. it dovetail right exactly yep. Ex yeah exemplify it like pope yep. is right gross mm, and maybe this is the yin yang thing all over again right like i'm of you but not you like the the, the politicians would say it but not do it and pope would say it this mm. pope would do it and not you know and but do it a little little too much he would, <laughs> he would do it I, and not need to just go overboard to me, to me father gabriel is true more true the definition of a man of faith when he questions his own faith oh because i think yeah. even even i as a christian raised in a church there's times I, you know, and this is this is strictly in my own opinion. I believe in the tribulation. I believe in the rapture. If I question my own worthiness and say, "Am I going to get left? Does God hear my prayers? How strong of a faith am have I? How do I show it every day?" That shows him to be more of a man of God than Pope, because he questions himself and he questions God. You know, mm -hmm. um, you know, if you go back to the Old Testament in the book of Malachi, it says God was silent for 400 years. You know, this brings back what you said about Elijah, too, like how mad he uh, God was at Elijah, even though he didn't necessarily, he exiled him a little while into the woods. But like the idea that, you know, God in this same thing with Phineas, or a.k.a. Pinchas in the in the Old Testament. Pinchas was determined to rout out the people who were unworthy of God's love because they did public fornication okay this is old testament okay so be prepared it's very walking deadish he he spears them both as they're performing this public act um with the same spear it like basically skewers them i saw that in the friday the 13th well movie. now you know where it's from it's from the old testament 
Gross. Um, I, I'll, That's my I'll get to Jasmine's right comment in a second, but like the idea that God isn't very happy when people do this in the, in the Bible. He's he will not punish them per se, but he'll make a strongly worded and noteworthy. You know, he'll exile Elijah. He'll, I forgot what what he did with Phineas, but more to the point, the the idea of taking the law into your own hands. You know, to, in say, in saying that you represent God when God didn't really tell you to do anything. The two clear examples are Elijah. God was even saying to Elijah, please don't do this. Please, please, I don't, I don't need you to do this. Please don't do it. And Pinhas, the Phineas, he specifically went out of his way to do this on in the name of God, but God never gave him permission. Well, and that's Pope and Gabriel. When Gabriel kills that guy, he's like, God's not here. I'm doing this as Gabriel. When Pope throws Vasi in the fire, he says, I'm doing this because this is God. Right. Yeah, so there, there's mm-hmm. truly that dichotomy. Yeah, or you're not worthy. You're not one of the chosen ones. You got injured by, you see, you're not worthy of God's love because you got injured on the job. You didn't do everything to protect your brother. And again, I see this as somebody reacting in emotion in the name of God, right? So I love this. I love this. Elisa puts Gabriel strictly in the middle of that yin-yang rather than on some sort of extreme. Same as what we said with Daryl when it comes to the Commonwealth looking at from his perspective, looking at the Commonwealth and looking at the Reapers and probably going, I don't know what the fuck is going on, right? And Gabriel may be in the same position and maybe I shouldn't count him out just yet like Rachel doesn't either. Jasmine says, when sentenced to death, Peter requested, St. Peter, etc., uh, requested that his cross be upside down as he felt unworthy of being crucified in the same manner as Jesus, St. Peter, right? Exactly. Um, mm. If anybody has any extra on that, I'm not really versed on Peter because I didn't grow up that way. <laughs> I'm not either, but that's interesting that they... That they- pose their victims in this way unworthy basically saying they're unworthy you know well, and peter peter felt i mean you know peter was one who denied christ three times and so even after his forgiveness you should say or his don't worry about it kind of thing with moment with jesus after the resurrection he still felt that unworthiness of he did it being, to himself being killed in the same position as that Christ was crucified. So, you know, turn mine upside down. And, and there have been stories about our sage, uh, our Jewish sages being uh, being crucified upside down. And not only that, but being flayed and stuff like that. Some of our biggest sages were done that way. And uh, But it, I bring this up only to mention the Reaper's victims and the with Maggie, right? But like, I know, I bring it up twice. Illegal. I know. I, I, but we have to keep going back to that moment where that guy said, but to Maggie, like Pope marked you. What what do you think that means? And why? Wait, was that the guy with the grenade? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the guy with the grenade in, in the bonus okay. episodes of, well, the first episode, the 10, 10 17 of the bonus episodes. Yeah. Uh, he says, who was, Jer- who was wearing very traditional camo gear, and now we see the Re- Reapers wearing mostly black. Right, right. And pay attention to the way Pope, kind of going off of what Jazzy said, Pope's victims are hung upside down. I, I still think Pope marked Maggie because I think she took some of the Reapers. Like Elijah, at least, if not With more. Her. Again, we have to keep noting Pope Mark, do you, why, what for, <laughs> took one of the Reapers, maybe. Then we go back to Elijah, his sister, and God, I hope Elijah is alive because that whole sister narrative kind of goes away. It's just used as a prop for Connie and Kelly rather than a thing that is that stays with the character for some reason. So I don't know. I think I think maybe Maggie might divulge that to Negan. The what happened with Elijah and all that? Well no, why she is marked by Pope and why he's why the Reapers are after her. Mm, I hope so. It feels like they can't go home anytime soon because of what's going on too. I, I don't know. Well they're well they are moving on to the radio tower apparently. Did you not notice that it, it feels like and I'm not sure if this was confirmed or not that 
the place where they filmed was where Terminus was filmed with the smokestack and everything. It felt I very it familiar. familiar. Yeah. It felt really familiar. Now, yeah. was that? Do you think that might have been in some way intentional like, to get you that feeling of terror or for this cannibal group? <laughs> but still, I'm not sure. And the train tracks were still there. The train tracks that led in to to their place. Could have just been cost effective for shooting. Sure, too. sure, sure. Yeah. But I, I wonder because like they have to know that the people have hung around this long would spot this immediately. Well, now, it's just oh. like in season 10, in 1016, when they used the hospitals, the same hospital that Daryl carried Good point. Beth Good out point. Of. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I didn't notice anything specifically that I could say, oh, this was in, I saw this at Terminus, but it just had a very familiar feel. That's that's really awesome. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that, that you didn't, I'm glad because then it wasn't on the nose and and it wasn't really for me yeah. either. I, I, you know it's definitely the place and they're definitely filming at angles that you wouldn't detect that it was the place. But I, I just find it kind of interesting that this is this is where we're going. Like it's supposed to be a good place, but then it turns out to be a bad place. But maybe this is a bad place that turns out to be a good place. I don't know. Bossy and Turner are, are just coming back and Carver says to Leah, you know, oh, Bossy's back with Turner, whatever. And then, they're, and then they're walking to the room that they're in. That whole sequence felt really familiar too. Like this, like this, I don't want to say office, but like with the, um, the vertical blinds or not the, the horizontal blind, like with the, with the blinds over the windows and stuff. I don't know. Something just very felt, felt very familiar. And when then, and then they walked into the big open room and they had, um, you know, sheets hanging up, sort of separating areas of the like bigger room. type. Yeah, something about that felt really familiar too. Maybe it was Alpha's flashback when we when we see where they are before everything. It kind of felt like that. Interesting. Like, like when Alpha or, met Beta? or the uh, uh, mental no, hospital. Nope. Before that, even before oh, that. When we, um, this is in season nine when you get the yeah, Alpha flashback. Lydia, with Lydia. was. Yeah, when Lydia That's was still a little one, girl. Yeah. And, oh, that one, yeah, and, yeah. I get those two confused. And they have sort of these, they have like sheets and, and tarps and stuff sort of up separating different like areas almost medical of this tarps. larger yeah. room. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's, it kind of felt like that to me. Mm -hmm. I don't know no, if it was cool. the same place, but it just gave me the same feeling. I hadn't thought of it. Yeah, it's perfect. We could talk about the title of the episode for just a second. I was going to say, it. see, thank you for bringing back, because I was going to say <laughs> that too. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't really do a whole lot of research. I literally just looked up the definition. Okay. I just wanted to know the definition of this word. So it's a performance. A rendition is a performance. It's also the practice of sending a foreign criminal terrorist suspect covertly to be interrogated in a country with less rigorous regulations for the humane treatment of prisoners. Yeah, what so better country? <laughs> literally, yeah. So literally sending in a spy to nose. be interrogated. Is that a ref? Is th is that a reference to Daryl? Is it a reference to Frost? Frost. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> we'll find out next week on yeah, Sports that's right. Day. That's right. <laughs> Stay I mean, tuned. <laughs> I actually have to get going in five minutes, <laughs> somewhat or something. Yee. I have to go. Can you imagine? That's weird. Wow. What a weird thing. I'm. I'm usually like. It's a weird feeling. I'm gonna be right here when you come back, guys. I'm gonna be in the same spot <laughs> next week. So it's funny that you keep calling frost coal yeah, yeah. dave because i just realized i wrote coal in my notes when i met Frost. that's so crazy yeah, ah! yeah. what are the odds wow why do um, we keep doing that okay i Mostly don't know it's me. i have no idea but now apparently now i'm doing it okay so really really quick we don't this i don't even know if it's worth talking about just a really really cool camera shot was when leah looks over at dead turner basically and the camera all of a sudden starts shooting from her point of view and it like you know uh zooms in on turner and then kind of goes around to the side and then lands on where leah is i just thought that was a really really cool camera shot 
Oh, that sweeps through, and we're seeing it from Leah's point of view. Where, 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 where did, it, where was this exactly? Take me back. Um, or when was this? Well, this was Sorry. Leah and Carver enter the room where Bossy is telling Pope what happened to Turner, and he's sobbing, saying, "I tried to save him." Leah's kind of catching up and realizing what's going on. She looks over and sees Mencia. Men, I don't know. How, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. The priest who's praying over. La 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 la. Yeah, that whole thing. Yep. Yeah, and then it goes into this shot of Leah's point of view, sort of walking up to Turner and, and you know, looking and sort of spinning around the corpse and landing on where she is kneeling next to him. I just thought it was really cool. Right. It was, really cool It was shot. a good singular use uh, shot, no edit kind of thing. Yeah. No, that's pretty cool. It's good yeah. that you noticed it and I didn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one usually noticing these things. No, that's really cool. Well, when they jump out at me like that, you know, it's worth writing down. No, it's nothing worth writing down. And, and I, which should tell the audience a little bit that like, Leah is important. Usually, when you're following that point of view, Leah yeah. is important. There's there's a weight to her presence. Don't yes, discount there's her. There's a weight to this choice. So we're not going to throw yeah. her away anytime soon. Sorry, Rachel, my bad. <laughs> Sorry, break the news to you. Hey, I'm I'm excited to see what is going on with Leah because I have no idea. Right. I have no right. idea, and I love. Isn't that refreshing? To pull yes! the thread. I yeah. love not knowing. Well, I, I love not and, knowing. That's why I don't read the comments. And, and it's also like pulling that tension, like right. She's not even in it. Right, yeah. And Daryl isn't either. Oh, I know, but I'm yeah. just saying in general. Yeah. And, and, to be and yet fair. he'll be the last one standing, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. Because Carol will be... No, stop it. <laughs> I don't want her to quit three times today. Jeez Louise. Don't make me quit again. <laughs> don't make me quit again. Now, this is for Rachel, okay? How did you feel when you got to see Bossy crack and sizzle in the fire? Like, getting. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it so much. And they zoomed right in on his bubbling face. And I'm like, yes, stay right there. Right there. Oh, it was awesome. It was awesome. Now, is that very Christian of you? No. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Jasmine do I need to like, clarify dun, dun, why dun. I think this is awesome? Do Oh, uh, maybe I do need to clarify why I think this is awesome. Okay. You do. Okay. It wasn't awesome watching Bossy die. Right. It was awesome watching the effects department on this right. show yes. have so much fucking fun. <laughs> that is why I'm excited. That we get to yes. see something really 100%. new and cool and different, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I get excited it's been when a they while show since we've these seen something like that. Yes, these gruesome up and I just and I think to myself, wow, they are having fun. They are having so much fucking fun with this, and that's why I get excited. Oh my god, we didn't—we never finished. They are Sharon D's take. She's been the on the stops. show the whole time. Been here. No, but I, the only thing I want to say in, in relation to like, oh, what if we got to see Doctor Carson in the fire? That's what we would have seen, basically, essentially, more mm -hmm. or lessly. Mm -hmm. I'm glad. We yeah, didn't see I it mean, then. this was so much. And better. it's funny because like, you kind of have to ease the audience into something like this, right? After 11 years, like. I mean, it's one thing to kind of see Carson being thrown in the fire and all that, but it's another to see him in the fire. Oh, they didn't ease us into it. They just went full on because it was all calm. You knew the tension was slowly <laughs> yeah. building. No, but you didn't get to see Carson going for the shock burn, factor. You know, like <laughs> we do see. No, but I'm saying they didn't really ease us into no. this. Oh, no, yeah. But this no. is 11 years. We do years, get to see a close up later. of Dwight's face in the grilled cheese. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was that was cool. Grilled yeah, cheese. Right. Awesome. You should go, yeah, grilled cheese with an iron, sure. Uh, um, all right, let's play yeah. the rest of Sharon D's take, finally. <laughs> Which is where Leah was living when Daryl found her. So she is the weary one living by a copse or a thicket, and that is exactly what she was when Daryl found her. I don't know if they meant to do that, but I just thought that was an interesting little thing. So maybe next week will be better. But anyway, 
Love you. She says this because she wasn't really into this episode. Uh, she said this in the beginning, and I, I kind of want to bring that back again. She just wasn't into it. That's okay. Honestly, the first half of the episode, I found it to be pretty boring. It wasn't until... I forget what part. I think it was when the fire broke out. So near Leah the end? Daryl, that's when... <laughs> No, no, I remember it was something happened specifically halfway through the episode, and that's what got me back into like being interested in this episode. I don't remember what it was, but but I first half I'm like, that was kind of like this. This two thirds of the way through is when this fire thing happens, right? All right, then it was two two thirds of the episode. (laughs) Two thirds of the episode was boring. Yeah, I mean, I'm more into like action, and I know there can't always be action, but when it's something like this, I feel like they needed to throw something more into it, but they made up for it in that yeah, last I, 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 don't, I don't know if I agree like about his being boring, but I, I get it, though. I get it. Totally. I mean, you're not the first person to say that, obviously, like Charity says. The writing was great, the production value, the shots. It, it was all great. But for me, it just didn't hold my interest until... Eliza, Frost is a double Asian or not? Yes. <laughs> okay. Meg? Woo! <laughs> Uh, ask me last. Rachel thinks he's it, so you are last. Well, <laughs> oh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go with myself. Okay, I uh, I'm not 100 yeah. percent convinced. Still, not yet. Do you do you do you think it's? Oh, possible, I think it's though? definitely possible. I'm, and, okay. and what the impl- right. I'm thinking like what the implications are. Uh, Jasmine says I'm on the fence. Also, okay. Okay, but um, I like that that I'm making you think about oh. it. I, I don't have to. I don't. I don't necessarily need to convince you, but the fact that you're thinking about it, I've succeeded. 100%, yeah. <laughs> I like that Elijah goes one way. Like, like Assuming that Elijah is of the Reapers before, and then Maggie took him in, I like how yeah. Elijah is what Frost is on the other side, the yin and the yang of, mm. of who you represent. Okay, Meg. Yeah. So what say you, Meg? So there's definitely possibilities, sure. but I feel like they're going to do a thing where they're making us think all this, like the red herring, that oh, they're making us okay. think it's going to be this. I can value that. And then something's going right. to be totally different. Which is what I almost to thought, see... watching Frost get thrown in and get beat up and everything like that. Yeah. Like, it is a red herring. He really is in trouble. <laughs> they've, okay. they've done this before yeah. on all Yeah, shows. it's true. It yeah. makes you think one thing and it's like, oh, no, no, really, Frost is in trouble. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, I, I, it's a good thing we're bring, you're bringing this up because I had thought that when you brought that up, Rachel, I didn't get a chance to bring it up because I didn't really could articulate, but this is what we thought about Sadiq being the spy and for the whispers mm-hmm. and, and, and feeling... I felt really awful about it, but like, you know, obviously I have to indulge it, you know, and even though I was like, no, no, no. And but we have to talk about it because people are talking yeah. about it. Maybe it was Agatha. All along? All along, but she's no more. Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> WandaVision, right. WandaVision reference. And with that, everybody, it was Dave all along. I am the philosopher asshole. If you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash squawking dead and just Give us five stars and eggplant. We'll know exactly what you mean. But if you want to, you can comment on how much you love us, how much you don't love us, what the hell we were thinking to begin with by having a podcast and talking about this stuff. Here's here's five poop emojis. Go fuck yourself. Either way, tell us and tell the world how awful we are. Yes, please. And if you really, really love us, why don't you head over to ko-fi.com, ko-fi.com, Set up an account and just follow us at ko-fi.com slash squawking dead. Just follow us. We don't care if you support us. But if you do, you can always tip us and get 30 days of supported back content, you know, for free. Get get to see the unedited episode recordings like Jasmine just did today. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, you're a tremendous addition. We learned so much about you today. I love what Jasmine yes, has to say. Exactly. And, yes, exactly. And I or you it. can join one of our membership tiers for a certain amount of month. You can get different kinds of perks. Obviously, there's a walkers tier, which is what you get when you tip us. There's the whispers tier, which gives you your name in the credits. 
as well as 50% off the merch store, as well as the ability to sometimes give us your take. Why didn't you give us your take, Jasmine? Oh, because you were in the episode. Okay, you, you attended the episode. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We think, And the Whispers also get access to our Discord, although not all access, full access. That's meant for the survivors here, a.k.a. what Elisa belongs to, the ability to host the show with us, to be there, to be a part of the show and part of the family. You don't have to do any of that. Just follow us, and because uh, we want you to be in the know of when we do a cool thing that you may or may not want to join in on you tip us and get that 30 days you can be a part of the membership tiers we don't want to push you into anything we just want you to be behind the scenes knowing exactly what's up the soft sell you know what i'm saying if you like it then you can join it and if you don't you could just at least you, you get the notifications you know when we're doing something in any case i've been your host david cameo cosmo09 meg the geek elisa j jasmine the chat what more do you need well, my charity throughout this episode, apparently, from, from being in the chat in the beginning of the episode, uh, you know, attending Shang-Chi in theaters, in a theater near you, it's not an advertisement. And uh, from being in this episode the entire time, even though we paused her for the majority of it. So she's going to be upset that that one face was, was freeze froze up on the whole time. Oh, she is going to be mad. Oh, I you better cut be that. Good. You better cut that. Uh, off. Says you. Take care. Have a good night. Enjoy the credits that are rolling on the screen right now. <laughs> and uh, take care, everybody. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. I've been your host, David Cameo, and we just brought you the fourth episode of The Walking Dead's final season, season 11, titled Rendition. Uh, this episode has been proudly brought to you by our coffee tier memberships. The first being the Whispers, sorry, the Survivors tier member, the only one, Aliza J, who hosted along with us. That is a perk that you receive when you join that membership tier, the top tier in our set of membership tiers. Uh, this episode has also been brought to you by our Whisper tier members. Uh, of course, Whispers UK, Big D, Darren, uh, from Instagram, uh, Aiden the Raven from Twitter, uh, at snick3 on Instagram and Twitter, jasmine.iac on Instagram, who was in the chat while we were recording, the Jasmine we were referring to in the episode, and our newest member, judith.morton from Instagram. She has a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Instagram account where she has amateur photography. Very worth a follow. And also, she's just a generally great person. So uh, if you want to know more about joining our membership tiers or just, you know, want to lurk behind the scenes and just want to know what's going on behind the scenes, head over to ko-fi.com slash dead, create an account, and just follow us there. If you want to get in on something, you could just tip us uh, just $3 and you'll get 30 days of access to our supported back content or join one of our membership tiers later on down the road and you will be able to continuously join in on the fun. Uh, among which the base tier, uh, which all tiers have access to, is the unedited episode recordings, as well as the ability to join us in the real-time chat as we record. And a whole bunch of other things if you read the membership tiers carefully. I've been your host, David Cameo. We will see you in the next one very shortly. 